0: It's the show! Oh
1: Oh my god! And they've all left.
2: Uh, I think uh, I have the YouTube open, and uh, the part where we are not live yet is on now. So (laughs) there's a slight delay. The part where you
3: had your mouthful is on. This this Uh, is a podcast. This is live streaming.
4: Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Fine, I can hear you now, Dimitri. Clear and plain, and coming through fine. I'm coming through fine too, eh? Good. Then, well, then, as you say, we're both coming through fine.
5: Good.
2: Well, it's
4: good that you're fine, then, and I'm fine. I agree with you. It's great to be fine.
2: It's, it's a podcast. Hel- hello. Welcome to Fighting in the Worm. It's episode 400. Uh, Woo! You know, definitely wow. 400. No weird bathroom. 400 there. of no
3: ads, no monetization, nothing.
2: Wow, you really just had to bring that up right We've smart. just been
1: doing it for the people. All all we're the good. people's podcast we're literally
2: doing this for the people because we really uh we're we really doing
1: are. All we are, are the Colin. people in that in that example we're really just doing it for, do it for us. us
2: uh it's uh it's a live Colin show again uh we did this before in 2020 i think it was like real early pandemic period that we did this last right wow really patches Maybe. you seem to remember this i have Almost no memory of it. I
3: remember it happening. I don't remember when it was. I it was would say it was between now thing. and the pandemic's beginning part.
2: Sometime thing. in the past 2.2 yeah. 2 years, we did a live show. We're doing it again. Uh, by special request of David Ehrlich. Do you want to tell people, David, why you wanted to do this as our quarter quell so badly? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah uh, why? I thought it was fun. I had a good time doing it. <laughs> um, it didn't require me, unlike our other quarter quells, to uh, watch anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I have enough homework in my day job. Um, it's all like reasons, a fond memory, one of the, the very few from early in the pandemic. So why not?
2: <laughs> uh, well, we have a bunch of people who are in the Zoom waiting room. There's also a YouTube chat. Uh, if people I mean, I guess if you're listening to this on the feed, this has all already happened. But if you're listening to us right now, there's a YouTube chat and then um, click the Zoom link to get in the uh, in the waiting room. And passes, you're going to be in charge of letting people in because I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> uh, and you've got that hosting skill. So uh, do you want to start us?
3: Uh, I think the last time we did this, it was a bit of a kiss the ring. We hit a milestone or something. I can't. There was a reason we did this. But this, this time, I think we're
5: just looking too. for like
1: this. Oh, all right. I guess it is. Is our ring? Yeah. All about kiss? I... <laughs>
3: we can,
5: you can kiss our ring if you want. I, don't I don't
1: guess this literally is... a kiss the ring. Proud so much as I a, would assume a that the theme of this John would be more a a, like AMA
3: it. or ask us something, get a conversation, or ask a question. We'll have a mini conversation and and let's go. Let's uh let's do Fitware call in show the sequel. Uh, we're gonna bring on our first guest here. As long as he's sitting here, uh, Kevin, uh, are you are you here? I shouldn't say people's last names. Okay, don't dox Kevin. Um, <laughs> hey Kevin, <laughs> hey Kevin, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Well, I'm doing great. David. <laughs> David has to write a review after this. Patches so he's not hasn't doing hasn't worked great. in
1: five fucking months. He's doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pat- alive! Pat
2: just is like, you might need to update your Zooms. We're like, we've been on Zoom, motherfucker. Like, you're the only one who hasn't been on Zoom in two months. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: F off.
4: Um, well, yeah, the the, the last interview. show was the first time I ever used Zoom. And now wow. it is like a constant part of my life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry oh, that we all
3: brought beautiful. it into your life. I really Kevin, what's, really on your, what's on your mind? You, you, you see movies, you do lots of things, and you're uh, a, a, a great, dedicated listener of the show. Um, we all love you. Thank you. One of one. What are, What's up? Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, I was actually, so I've been thinking about, because uh, I was supposed to be in Boston right now, and then New York tomorrow, um, and... You know, at least with New York, like that's a place that, you know, it's pretty pretty near and dear to my heart. And recently it's been kind of uh taken over by Columbus, Indiana of all the gin joints in the world because of Koganata's Columbus. Mm. Uh, and so I was thinking about, you know, I was going through some of the old quarter quells and the the third quarter quells, the storytelling. David was telling the You know about going to Lawson Translation in in Tokyo, Uh, and so I was curious if there are any places that you would that that would be kind of near and dear to your heart from some movie that you might visit.
1: Have you actually gone to Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, that was actually
4: my wife and I, uh, our anniversary last December. We spent a week up there.
1: Did it live up to your expectations? You get to see the sights in person from the movie.
4: Absolutely. I think I think it's it's weirdly uh, I mean, you know, New York is still my darling. But honestly, I would like
1: I would move to Columbus. Um, it's a very calm, calm place. Um, you could probably get like an Aerosarnin original house in Columbus, Ohio for cheaper than I pay. Indiana. my Indiana, my... the people
2: in Columbus, Ohio are going to be so pissed at you. No,
1: yeah, <laughs> for uh, for cheap. G- it's very, very much not Columbus, Ohio in the movie um for cheaper than my fourth floor walk up in Brooklyn so you know more power to you I
2: mean I think New York is op- is like the obvious answer to that question for me which is like not the fun answer because it lived for so many of us in um in movies before it existed in real life but wait I thought of another one because I've been talking to somebody recently about the town of Camden Maine which I went hmm. to when I was in high school but had recently seen on screen does anyone know the movie that is set in Camden, Maine, that uh, came out when uh, I was in high school. And most of us
1: was it Cider House Rules?
2: No, although I guess that is Maine. Uh, It's in the bedroom,
1: not exactly a tourism
2: ad, uh, but it makes the town look very pretty. And then in in real life, it's very charming. So maybe that's a good that's my instant
1: flashes of Sissy Spacek going
2: everything. Yeah, just smashing dishes. That's what I did when I was there. It was like the full.
1: Is there like a statue of her doing that in Camden? Maine?
2: (laughs) Right now, I think there absolutely (laughs) should be.
1: Uh, it does Stars Hollow count. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you grew up in Connecticut, though. Like, that was I just your not, life.
1: I, my, my town did not resemble Stars Hollow, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that I saw in the movie and wanted to visit. Uh, hmm, there are, are a lot of places. Iceland was really high up there, although there have not been many films in Iceland, but every single one of them that's that they're least shot there, even if something like the opening of Alien uh, Prometheus had made me want to go to Iceland. And I was glad that I did. So I guess I'll just shift that over geographically a few hundred miles to the east and go with the Faroe Island, you know, courtesy of Bergman Islands. Ooh,
2: that's a good one.
6: I don't know. I feel very fortunate to be close to both city and nature uh, here where I am in Colorado. So that's tough. Uh, The closest thing that actually happened to me recently is I saw the Black Phone, which takes place in North Denver and uh, was weirdly um, this weekend just driving around, listen to a podcast. And I started driving around the black phone suburbs, uh, which are just slightly north of me.
2: But on purpose? I had a little or is this yeah. a coincidence?
6: I mean, I was driving past it uh, to get some junk food. And on my way back, eating some tater tots with one hand. I'm like, well, let's go down these black phone streets. Uh, and you could definitely tell... happen. Well, you could definitely tell through the architecture that I was in the right place. Uh, so I guess that's the closest. It would be hard for me to go visit a place directly from cinema because a lot of my uh, things that make me feel like magical feelings about movie making and whatnot are like sets or things that have been altered to seem close to me. So it's like uh, on Netflix's Sweet Tooth is supposed to be in the Rocky Mountains. And I was like, man, I wish the Rocky Mountains actually looked that magical Mm. as they do in like post-production. No, I, I feel kind of fortunate uh, for having the Colorado locations that I do to go see. And then, yeah, when I was in New York, I'd find myself accidentally in background film locations all the time. Oh, no. Oh, I, oh no. I was saying,
5: oh, all your comebacks.
6: Am I back? Yeah, yeah. Have you been razzing us um, this oh, whole thank time God. you shit talking a black phone the whole
3: time. <laughs> there, was, there was. I made a black phone joke about being locked in a basement. No one heard that. That was really disappointing. <laughs> wow. But luckily, I now we I are ignoring bring it back. You. I was also razzing Dave because I thought hilarious. that his answer, his answer should be Atlanta so that he can visit every Marvel set and kind of like one. You can just blow. go to that, like he that can go everyone, to every planet.
1: Hotel, like the Marriott or wherever, where they shoot all right. the shit. Oh, yeah.
2: The Loki, uh, the Loki office in Atlanta.
3: Uh, my answer is I want to visit Jupiter in the Great Red Spot where the Abraxas uh, factory is in Jupiter Ascending. That's my, that's my answer. I would like to go visit the Abrasics.
4: Uh, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like I like, would really go for it, you know, go <laughs> to space. <laughs> go to space?
2: Yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise is going to go to Cruise
4: Cruise. Go space.
3: That's well, this, I want to go here.
2: Well, will you <laughs> eat? I, I, I don't think Tom Cruise is going to go to space. I'm not going to put the bet on You don't it. think so? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But Him I'm not Doug betting Lyman. anything. Not making all any promises. Right. If it happens, we, we I will be. We just...
1: should also be commemorating the anniversary of Matt Patch's first committing to the Dark Universe bit, which has got to be maybe half as old as this podcast. <laughs> what What bit?
3: Um, <laughs> I mean, the man half yeah. bit
1: bit. We all saw him eat one earlier this year, so. True, true, true.
3: Uh, well, Kevin, thanks for joining the podcast. We're going to get through a lot of people tonight, hopefully, but uh, was it was good questions. to kick things off thanks, with you. Thanks, Kevin.
1: Sir. Always a pleasure to see you. See you yeah.
3: another 100 episodes. Yeah. Jesus. Bye, dear right. Lord! Oh, God. 500. <laughs> think Thank you. All <laughs> right. Let's welcome somebody else to the podcast. I'm going to welcome Amy to the podcast. Let's see if we can connect her.
1: Uh, There's always so far A- with suspense. Uh, uh,
3: Amy, are you on the podcast? Hello, oh, Amy. Amy. Amy's hey. on the podcast.
1: Hi, Amy.
2: Hey.
3: How are you?
7: Hi, how's it going? Good.
3: We're hanging Good. in there. Hey. What are What are you thinking about? What do you want to fight in the war what room about? What can we do for you today? Am
7: I, How do we I don't life? know. I've been up since 6 a.m., so I'm barely awake. But, um, oh, me too. Me too.
2: Classic.
7: <laughs> um, I guess what I'm thinking about, I, I live in Orlando, so the land of theme parks, so my mind goes to theme parks, so I'm thinking if you had unlimited money to build a theme park based on any movie, what would it be, and what would some of the rides be? Oh.
1: Amy, we all work in as, as film critics or culture writers of some kind. So we, we do have unlimited money. Um, <laughs> that's right. This, that's we right. We'll really bring this question to the world. <laughs> okay,
2: Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
6: unlimited money for theme parks. I'm counting um, on Dave to
2: have a really good answer ready for that. I,
3: I, I have an immediate answer because oh, yeah, this would be it. a a a, a two pronged win. I think I would want to create an aviator themed um, theme park and, and roller coaster. One, obviously, a lot of the Howard Hughes. You could turn all of his planes into rides. You could drink. You could fill bottles of piss and have those Come and hand those out. drink see all of
8: Howard
1: Hughes' planes. <laughs> yeah, you can do all that. For and the then at the end.
3: And then Martin Scorsese movies would have a theme park so that his criticism of the Marvel universe would now be reversed. And, then, sure and, and everything would be. No, that's not I don't okay. think
1: that's how it works. <laughs> I actually think. Martin Scorsese movies all or maybe not all, but many of them would lend themselves to fun theme park attractions. I was thinking of like the Shutter Island immersive experience mm-hmm. where you could start in a boat with Mark Ruffalo and watch you like slowly challenge your own sanity, yeah. even the like after hours tour where they just like spin you through New York City for, you don't,
2: they don't let you sleep and you just yeah,
1: they don't let you sleep. They keep prodding you awake whenever you try to get home.
7: Uh, of course probably pay for that here. I'm not going to lie. Uh. <laughs> I mean,
6: it's tough for me because I know that there will be a uh, Universal Monsters uh, theme park coming up, Patches, mm-hmm. for your background. Uh, I think they're building that out in uh, Florida, which would have been a super option. And I would still uh, say is, you know, a good option. Um, but I would actually like to see something that's a nostalgia itch, but I think you could retheme it if you needed to, which is the Super Mario Brothers movie.
7: Ooh, so you got, I'll probably do it here. <laughs>
6: yeah. You get you go down, you go through the uh rock fossil portal into like the new world, which because it was a movie before a whole bunch of digital extensions, is basically that one you know street. And they could make that street and then they could have a little Koopa T-Rex that pops out of the thing that's hanging in the middle. Uh I'd be all for it. We could all walk the dinosaur uh together uh with some weird themed drink- drinks.
2: Um, oh, I'm wearing a Back to the Future shirt, which is hard to see. Ooh. But I realized it was already a ride, but the fact that that saying, ride doesn't exist R.I. anymore <laughs> really bums me out. It uh, has for a long Great time, ride. so like bring that back. But then like build the whole like Hill Valley Square, like back in the old version of Universal, they had like Amity recreated around the Jaws ride. I think you could really like go more immersive with the whole Back to the Future thing. Um, so yeah, that's my less creative I, answer. I also, do say no
3: time. No like- t- titanic theme park i I mean mean, there is a
2: titanic museum in gatlinburg which i've actually not been it's a pigeon Forge. i've not been to it because it was just expensive when i was with my children but it's kind of a bummer man (laughs) yeah it was also also a bummer for people who
1: were on the titanic with their children um i i do want to say that it came from the jordan peele movie nope and there's no after credit scene but if you do stick around for the end there is a advertisement for the new nope theme park ride in Universal Studios, which is opening on Friday, the day the movie opens. I did not, I I don't remember the last time that happened day and date with a film, especially an original property like that. But I, after seeing the movie, no spoilers, would be very curious what that's like. Wait. wait. Does it sound pleasant or no? Yeah, it sounds like
6: you're breaking news here. Universal has a Nope ride that's opening on Friday.
1: As far as I know, I mean, I'm either breaking news. You or heard it here first. So we're actually, going to
7: Universal,
1: Universal on Thursday. With... So oh. oh. Amy right? says, "Yep, to Nope ride." Universal Nope ride. Ry- I don't know. We'll get to the bottom of this. Well, nope, if I wait, were to... the Nope Studio tour moment okay. at the Universal Studios. Theater. I guess it's not oh, a okay. oh, That's, okay. I mean, it's Disney does very that very with every new movie. But it's the, they, the, have, the, they
7: have a story the, that they change over into different things. So that could be what it is. They're probably putting right, right. things in there.
1: So yeah, Steven Yoon's character, uh, his, his like Wild West set that he has in the movie is going to be a set you can visit on this Oh, okay. Wow.
7: I mean, that's oh. cool. I was about to say, they can't build a ride that fast. <laughs> They're, <good>.
1: They're <laughs> well, <really good. laughs> I thought that they would, they would put it in
6: for the tornado, the twister one, because they have that wind tunnel inside. So Ooh, we yeah. just cleared it and made it, you could make hey, a nope. ride out hatch of that. hatch
7: becomes the Jimmy Fallon ride. So <laughs> oh, is that what uh, that is? What? <laughs> Race to New York, yeah. Oh,
5: hey, I my kind of Lord. like it. You
7: have the, um, the ragtime gals perform before, so it's nice to cool off in there and, yeah,
3: amy bringing the controversial i'm takes glad today. you could call pro jimmy in. fallon
7: i i'm one of the few people that's pro that ride so i'm, I'm like jimmy outliner, fallon ride. amy before
3: you go what is your answer to this question if you oh, had yeah. unlimited money
7: oh um well i mean definitely marvel stuff in florida that's not at universal because i don't talk about that um uh, that's a dark place just, that's the dark universe place. um but um uh it's actually more a TV show. I'd love to see some Doctor Who stuff. Like a nice Ooh, Doctor Who that could be fun. You know, know, dark ride. You know, you get into a TARDIS and sign me up for that.
3: Didn't they used to have a Bill and Ted ride? Uh and then they should have converted that, just kept the phone. Universal anyway. had
7: a lot of stuff. They did a lot of they stuff. Of
3: they did. <laughs> That's, uh, um,
7: that's a whole nother, process.
3: <laughs> Amy. Amy, thank you for joining the show course, today. We ridiculous. really appreciate and it. Amy, I thanks to for all your text, a little bold
7: men. I recognize oh, yes. your name from. So <laughs> <laughs> Keep coming. I appreciate it. Excellent. My friends reply quick enough. I'm like, I need to send something you to You know, who you can text about all nonsense. <laughs> we're there. <Awesome.
2: laughs> thank
3: you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Bye. All right. Unfortunately, I've been badgered um, off call. We'll,
2: when we'll you say bye, we... you have
3: to
6: you have to let them out of the room.
2: Yeah, but
9: I know no amy Uh-oh. can
3: leave on her
2: own oh,
9: okay
3: <laughs> amy is a, an independent person here um oh i thought you, uh, i thought you were booting people my bad
2: oh no we're uh, we're
1: being Fortunately, we have a someone. short
3: list of people we shouldn't be uh adding to the oh, call no. but um oh,
10: wow. i've been badgered i've been badgered <laughs> offline to i saw add this someone. man
1: in the flesh not three hours ago uh, he told uh, me
2: he is. you were complaining uh Jordan
1: Oh it's ben I guess here. he's
3: now the Jordan Are you the president of the New York Film Critics Circle now or
11: There's a lot a of, lot of no, wait, I got to turn off. Oh, you didn't
3: even wear headphones. <laughs> uh, I'm mute. Okay, so Jordan's on the phone. Um I just muted him. I'm not wearing headphones. Oh, just... this is uh he's just <laughs> silenced. He's you know, giving we, the finger.
6: We used to do the thing that Jordan did back in my day, but it was with radio shows where you'd be listening to the radio show mm-hmm. and then they'd and put be, the live on pitched...
3: radio. Yeah, you'd be like, tell "Oh, yeah." You. Jordan's 80 years old, and he doesn't right,
1: know it's to have your
6: audio down.
3: <laughs>
6: He's got headphones in. Doing
3: He's shtick,
11: Visual stick. Ask to I, unmute. I have I have um, now, ladies and gentlemen of the war room. <laughs> it was only two or three hours ago where <laughs> I saw David Ehrlich spill uh, and a gallon of popcorn and oh. sour patch kids also- I had dumped
1: I had dumped the sour patch kids into the popcorn to yeah. make my, my feast. I don't and and know if it's been everywhere. I was ready wow. for nope and then I kicked it all over. And, and what's was- funny
11: is that Sour Patch Kids are a plot point in Nope. They are. A- and I giggled and I was, you know, because I thought it was it's like Sour Patch Kids are to Nope as Reese's pieces are to ET, the extraterrestrial.
3: Wow. Oh, wow are you a
11: nope fan this is our limited yeah.
2: nope yeah.
3: review we'll probably talk about this movie we're bringing barrio all over
2: the place
11: it's fine are we oh i don't know fun. i haven't seen it uh there are three jordan peele movies it gets the bronze medal for me but it's still fine i like it, it still ranks yeah yeah it's um, still in the top
1: three david are you in agreement with that? Oh, yeah, i was no i was a big fan i mean i i don't know how it stacks up against the other two but it's uh Fantastic. that's for another time yeah, get out of here you're out yeah. here,
3: all right jordan do you have anything <laughs> constructive to add yeah. to the hey, podcast are you bringing out ideas here to be, be here watercolor. i'm not sure
2: i got from a harass from jordan Katie. Katie i wanted some ringers, ringers. Oh, yeah. this is
3: katie's this we is katie's need some fault. ringers we don't oh. need ringers we got a great
11: audience here. we do but I,
2: you know you get nervous and no one's going to show up the
11: the fans are eager for my return they yearn for it they say where's hoffman
1: and here I am. Someone
2: in uh, in the YouTube chat is calling you the legend.
1: I can't tell you have how many times that. a week I get stopped on the street asking, "Where's Hoffman?" When <laughs> <Randy> strangers, <laughs> my son. Sometimes
11: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, it's it's too close to home. It's true. Jordan, you know, David, uh...
11: I have a funny story to tell you. No, um, yeah. As you know, uh, all of you, film critics are not exactly what you'd call celebrities. You know, maybe in podcast world, but it's pretty rare that I get recognized in the street. Uh, or in, in this case, this was like maybe two weeks ago, it was on the subway. And this is a true story. And it happens a couple times a year. You know, two so
1: too exciting to be true. Is this I mean, a good story know, for this show? Yeah.
11: <laughs> so I'm on the subway and I'm poking at my phone and a guy says, are you Jordan Hoffman? And I at first I'm like, oh, he's a terrorist that wants to kill me. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. You got me, you know. And he's like, hey, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I read your stuff I, uh, and you're the best. And I go, like, oh, this is great. This is phenomenal. Why isn't my wife here to see this? But okay, I accept your praise and, and you're my favorite person. And he says, yeah. And then he goes, so what's David Ehrlich like? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then what did you say?
11: I said, David's great. I've known him for a long time. And he said, yeah. You know, I <clears throat> then he mentioned some movie. Um, I think I had just seen Thor. And he's like, oh, well, David said Thor was blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, is, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. That's true. And then I said there was some other movie came up and goes, Well, I remember what Ehrlich said about that. He said and he had you quoted. I'm like, is this train coming to my station anytime soon? Get me off this train. So anyway, David, you've got a fan out there.
2: Is um, it a fan though? Or like is this I
1: sometimes wish that whatever I thought about movies, which you know I forget. Quickly, were not uh, as memorable as they seem to be for some denizens of the internet. But uh, hopefully, and, they and, were. And, still and, you. and
11: the W train. This one guy on the W train. <laughs> hey,
3: uh, Jordan, while, while you're here, let's put let's put you to work. We actually got a uh, message from someone who couldn't make the call tonight. A listener, Sorry. Orlando Sanchez, and he's he's a, a dedicated listener. Um, and he wanted to know from all of us. And Jordan, this is a good question for you too. If there is one film that's been stuck in development hell forever that you would want to see made, because you have the power to get it finally made, what would you... What movie is yeah. the One that's stuck in development hell or one that's never been made. His example is from our uh, our friends over at uh this had Oscar Buzz. They were talking about Jody Foster's unmade flora oh,
2: plum. Oh god, I knew Flora movie. Plum was the minute you said that. So <laughs> so flora Plum a, is not an flora option plum.
11: here. No, no. But um, well, you what, know, what is a Flora Plum esque movie? Like at least since at least the nineties, there was talk of a movie version of Confederacy of Dunces. Mm-hmm.
5: Sure.
11: And this was one Robin Williams was gonna do it. And then Jack Black was going to do it. Steven Soderbergh wrote a script, which I actually read, and it wasn't that great. Um, maybe not every great book, and Confederacy of Dunces is one of the funniest books ever written, um, maybe it wouldn't work as a movie, or I don't know how you would do it. Maybe it would be a series now, or maybe you need some kind of off-the-wall way to interpret it. But that was one that, like, um, you know, that's that's been that's one that hasn't been made for a really long. I know the other one is rendezvous with Rama. One of my favorite science fiction books of all time, Arthur C. Clarke. that um, what's his name? Um, David Fincher was going to do for a long time. And I believe Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. had yeah, the Morgan rights Freeman. to it.
5: And so that's, and, but that's another
11: well. one that maybe doesn't need to be a movie. I don't know. Like not because it, Kind of nothing happens in rendezvous. Maybe
1: we was just destined to be an answer on a question in a live podcast recording. Yeah.
11: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: I
2: think that's it's good that. chum
1: in the water. Wait, I, I, I
2: have it. I have an answer for this, which is Amazing oh. Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, which mm. kept being said. I remember so many yeah. different casting versions of this. And like, I think now it would be a series. Maybe it should be a say, series. How's, how's,
3: how is it not a Hulu six part? Uh, it, yeah. six it seems part of like that would have content. happened
2: by now. Like, like, I can't I haven't read it in a while, but I don't think there's anything like glaringly weird. Although about Michael
3: Chabon it. is all about the Trek universe now. So yeah, maybe well, he, would he be was going to anyway. Paramount Plus. Oh, no, oh, sure no, now, exactly. now you got talking But Yeah,
2: I would still absolutely see that if it ever gets made.
6: I also have a question for Jordan in the chat. Minute, uh, Dave, what?
2: Dave, Dave, what? we got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> all right, well,
11: hit me with the
6: question. Then I want to know.
11: I want to know what your picks
10: are, Dave right. uh, my,
6: my my pick would have been the uh, House of Leaves TV series that um, the author actually wrote, Daniel Elski He wrote uh, three oh. pilots, or he wrote a pilot in two episodes. They're in PDF form if you want to read them. But as a fan of that book, and then watching that book kind of gets assumed by some bad actors in media. I definitely think it's definitely like a red flag book. Like if you're dating somebody and they're like, read House of Leaves first, that's probably a red flag. But the TV series went meta and involved the author. And so I thought that was a really interesting way to approach an already very interesting book. Uh, But so far, no one's even picked it up for development. I guess that's why you don't put PDF scripts out on the internet before you sell them. Uh, The chat question was very specifically to Jordan. What is the best Paramount Plus Trek show?
11: Oh, that's, uh, well,
6: live action is certainly,
11: it's certainly Strange New Worlds by leaps and bounds. However, uh, Lower Decks is phenomenal and it's very, very, very funny. It's a cartoon, so it's not, you know, but it is, um, you know, it's in world. Like there are characters from, not a lot of people know this, that this show even exists. It's called Star Trek Lower Decks. The guys who did, um, his name is Mike McMahon. He did Solar Opposites on Hulu and he came up through Rick and Morty. So it has a little bit of that Rick and Morty shtick, but it is much more mild
1: than, you know, Rick and Morty can be kind of dark. And, What's it and called nasty. Lower Decks? It should either be part of the Below Deck Cinematic Universe or Get Off the Pot. You this know? has
2: been my confusion about yeah. it. Or,
1: I, get, on, or,
6: about or get on show. the Lower Deck yourself. Yeah. Right. Those so, are well, Lower well, Deck, well, Upper sort of Deck crossover. thing going on. <laughs> right. I, I
1: feel Sounds Lower like Decks
11: idea. is wonderful, but it is a little bit of a, um, a little bit niche. It's a little bit for hardcore fans. It's a gift um,
2: for the fans. My yeah, for the sense.
11: fans. Star Trek: um, Stranger Worlds is a. Gr- if you've never, if anybody listening has never, ever, ever seen any Star Trek, have heard of it, don't know anything about it, they don't know who Guinan is, right? I don't know who, don't know who Guinan uh, is. I I've seen it's, a lot of Star Trek action figures. I've I, it. I it have come so to
1: the <laughs> life fallen show idea.
11: They <laughs> <laughs> don't. They don't know who mores is right if they don't know anything uh, uh if if you're somebody like star trek yeah spock i sort of know what that is uh, everybody likes it but there's seven million episodes i don't know where to start just watch lower decks you don't even have to watch the first episode watch the fourth episode just jump mean, in you you mean, strange, strange new, new worlds. worlds sorry yeah. what did i say lower decks i meant to say strange new worlds watch strange new worlds it's meant it's old school it it, it is uh, a um a throwback a return to shows where you don't have to watch everything, where it's not episode, you know, the other Star Trek live action shows, Picard and Discovery are both sort of tilting at windmills of how to be a television show in the post-Breaking Bad environment, where it's like a, mm. a building, 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 you know, seven year arc and whatnot. And um, it with mixed results.
3: That's what the segment's starting to feel like. Yeah, know, right?
11: um, Blame Orlando uh, or, or member <laughs> who asked the question. So uh, it, uh, it the um the, the, the strange new worlds is marvelous. Katie, you should watch it. It's you, great. I watched it wow. for you.
2: You came a little bald man and talked about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's already done this.
3: Jordan, get off the call. Thanks for thanks for coming.
11: All right. thanks for oh, listen, I just want to say we got say other in all, people to get to. all sincerity, to all the fans, there yeah. have now been four thousand episodes of, of
1: fighting <laughs> in the war room. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's More correct. episodes of this show than there are Star Trek.
11: There are four. And, and there are four great people behind this. David, Dave, Matt and Katie are friends for life. They've really built a remarkable thing here. And we're all really honored to be in there in their orbit. And, and congratulations to all of you. May it go four thousand more episodes.
3: Thank, Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Right. Thanks, one day Jordan. you one day, <laughs> I, I believe you will have a podcast too. goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <sure. Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Uh, let's get somebody else on this call. Let's see. So if many nice are patient hanging, people. You know, waiting. Thank you, Bless everyone, them. to wait, who's waiting. Somebody shruti. on this call. Yeah, we have shruti on the call. What up? Hi, shruti. Hi, are we pronouncing that correctly? Just to make sure, I'm bad um, at pronouncing things.
12: Soft tea. It's like shruti. Okay.
3: shruti. Oh, okay. I'm you know,
12: it works. You can call me shroot loops if you want. <laughs> I respect my, you. That was gonna be my
3: guess. Yeah, <laughs> that was your, that was what you were already going yeah, to. Yeah, I was, okay, prepared. good. Good to know. Uh, what what's up? How's it going? Where are you? What's what? Are, where are you calling from?
12: I am in Los Angeles.
3: Pretty working great. hard, hardly working.
1: Are you in the biz?
12: I yeah, I'm an assistant. Um,
1: oh, whose assistant are you? You say?
12: Is that totally a job? <laughs> I'm an assistant at nice. a management company, so we wrap like oh. writers and animators
2: and stuff. Pretty cool, yeah, but huh? you, you know all the good gossip, though, I bet. I see a path to success for all of us. No.
12: I do get some gossip and I never violate my NDA like, oh, your, no,
2: like God, I, would, I would never dream of asking to share your gossip like, on a
12: podcast. It's, podcast it's called Chaos on the Set and um, I may be editing it right now when I'm supposed to be working
1: <laughs> hey this is it's, better K- you Chaos be. on the Set Fighting in the War Room these feel like simpatico it's true podcast it's like, like it, it, is. Is,
12: it is I mean it's friends basically it's basically like your podcast oh, and, you, and just, you
1: guys are friends too I'm suing that's yeah, it the, uh, <laughs> we yeah. came, we yeah. came up
2: with that concept. I'm pretty
12: sure yeah.
6: this is a, a storm of spoilers. uh Storm the Lost Rewatch Super Listener here.
2: Uh-huh. I was wondering where the. Connection- now we know
3: what we're dealing with.
2: In
1: the yeah. background, I should. Yeah. Have you heard? Have you heard any gossip over the Hollywood assistant? You know, you know, backstage lines about a Lost reboot happening. Ooh.
12: Yeah, it's called Yellow
1: Jackets
2: <laughs> <Hey-o>! <laughs>
12: Ooh,
1: Mic drop.
2: Look, it's working uh, out well, so yeah, in working out well,
3: for all of us. Uh, Fruity, do you have a, a question or comment or thought provoking idea?
2: If
12: you guys don't play a game, it's related to your billboard discussion from a couple podcasts ago. I actually meant to write it in an interview and I haven't yet. So I'll just write another review Out mm-hmm. uh, the game mm-hmm. better. Uh, but I thought it was funny when you all talking about like how they just put billboards near execs houses to make them feel good about mm-hmm. their stuff because from the ride from our house to the theater we always go to, we drive back by Burbank's lot, um, sorry, Warner Brothers lot in Burbank. And when you turn the corner, there's like two huge like places where there's always a Warner Brothers poster. So before we turn the corner, I always make my friends guess like, what do you think is gonna be the poster? They're advertising, and so I pose the question to y'all: If y'all want to play along, what is
1: currently? What is Warner? I mean,
2: is this Warner Brothers and HBO titles like across all of Warner Media? Yeah. Okay. What are they
1: promoting now? That's the question. I was going to guess
2: House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon.
3: Mm -hmm. No, or DC Super Pets. No, that's a movie.
6: Uh, it's it's just a picture of the Warner Brothers logo pooping on Zack Snyder's head.
2: <laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> they need some time to get that, uh get that in order.
6: I've Photoshopped that. I've had that photoshopped for years. Can't take them that
1: long. Mm. I mean, I kind of hope it's DC Super Pets. That feels like a better use of billboard space than House of the Dragon.
2: I can't even think of the last Warner Brothers movie to open. There's two. I'm, I'm
6: still there's guessing there's House there. of the oh, Dragon.
1: There's two. Oh, there's two. Mm.
6: Yeah, I
2: think uh, it,
6: it has to be House of the Dragon. It's just the
1: text of the Deadline story about how Dune 2 started shooting.
12: <laughs> um, The other one is Black Adam.
1: No, oh, no. Oh. Oh, wait, 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 so it was House of the Dragon was one of them.
12: No, I'm sorry. No. Kay, okay. <laughs> 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 the, last, the, the most recent one was Elvis, and I would have never guessed it. That
2: makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. God, how did I forget that rhinestone whatever logo go you- so quickly?
12: Until I was driving by and I almost crashed my car because I was like, what the fuck,
1: it's Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping I was going to get one of those. You know, when they make uh, movie reviews into like full, like big posters that they put in the lobbies and movie theaters. Um, I was hoping I was going to get one of those for Elvis from Warner Brothers, but apparently they didn't have enough space. It only
2: convinced that. me to go see it, not Warner Brothers execs, <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Andy,
2: uh,
3: are you uh, excited about um, Black Adam? They changed uh,
2: their poster again. Is the Rock in Black
3: Adam. Sounds like their advertising yeah, is. is working okay. so far.
2: <laughs> I don't live near the Burbank lot, so I'm not seeing anything. Wait, does The yet.
1: Rock live near the Burbank lot? Is are they just doing this for him so he can know he's, he's He's actually
3: standing in front of the billboard at all times he, he uh, is promoting. Yeah.
1: He's holding it up.
3: He's holding it up. He's so strong. He's very strong. Uh, Shruti, are you excited for Black Adam?
12: No, I usually go to the bathroom when that trailer comes on.
1: Wow, that's a that trailer. <laughs> That Even you don't have to go to the bathroom, you're just like I'm gonna go just <laughs> well, so, in case. I'll make something
13: work.
12: <laughs> I usually like to see all the trailers, but when you have AMC list, you like see the same trailers over and over again. So yeah. now I look at Black yeah. Adam; it's time to go to the bathroom. It's kind of the
2: because you don't want to miss Nicole.
5: Mm. Oh God! No, no,
2: no, no! I no. <laughs> I didn't know there was a trailer out for Black Adam. That's that's, that's where good. That's a this, good
14: sign. So. It's <laughs> working.
3: <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm it's not, third, the I mean, okay. I am not the target audience for Black Adam. I'm okay. What are you that. talking
3: about? You love Pierce Brosnan with a big Perot mustache. Oh, that's oh
1: my true. God. It really, but it I does like feel like the rock. closest thing to the dark universe reborn. <laughs> that was going to be my pick for the movie. I wanted
3: to see made that hasn't been made yet. I need to see the actual dark universe team up prodigium movie. Exactly. Uh, I guess Black Adam is my second pick. Um, Trudy, thanks for joining the, the podcast. Yes, thank, Get back to thank work. You. you have your yeah, own podcast that you need to yeah. put out.
6: No, you take you as doing? long as you want to edit that. It can come out when it's done. I feel you.
3: <laughs> All, right, All right. We do we, have a, uh, a waiting we, room here.
6: We, we, also, we also have uh, one question from the chat we could maybe do really quickly. Uh, favorite okay. Pluto TV channel. Mine is the one that shows Star Trek Next Generation over and over again.
3: Oh, wow. Um, this is complicated. They're about to add an all Jeopardy channel. So this oh, is going to yeah. be a real I've game changer. Yeah. Um, but lately for me, it's been well. I always turn to the American Gladiators channel. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'm truly without programming. Um, but I, I will I will watch whatever their selected favorite movie of the of the day is like they do a featured. They have a feature every day. Well, they have like 18 movie channels, so they do a featured one. And I'm like, I'll commit to this.
1: i mad at Pluto TV because the other day I searched uh, on the Internet for Iron Monkey uh, because for reasons. I just always want to watch Iron Monkey. And uh, they took me to Pluto TV and the movie was in Spanish with no English options. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so right. that was, wasn't advertised. I love the loop on the third channel. That's my go to channel. Honestly.
2: Wow. Uh, all I can think of is a legend of the hidden temple channel, which I couldn't find last time I uh, tried to watch it. So it might not exist anymore. I have a bad answer. I got to get back on my Pluto TV.
3: Paramount Plus has you covered as well. We've been oh, watching okay. a lot of Legend of the Hidden Temple with my child. Good and to know. Um, do they make well, I, I, maybe we already talked about this so the podcast? So they need to be in the, of the for young South kids.
2: <laughs> yeah, <tough>. well, that's <laughs> That's what Flores loves for.
3: No one wins. Uh, floor is lava is getting worse. I don't know. This is a conversation for a different. time. Let's get somebody on the call. Actually,
6: lava
2: got, is getting worse. I got a text from
3: <laughs> someone I thought was wanted to join the call, but it was from Nancy Pelosi. She's looking for money for so Democrats can win. Let's get somebody <laughs> Nancy uh,
2: to join.
1: We'll no, let's get fucked if she comes on the call for a minute.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's get somebody else here. Someone. Uh, someone from the waiting room who who we know actually well, another another long time well. listener, long-time another listener. as soon as he unmutes if he unmutes ryan are you are you there here i am hello hey. ryan hello. we haven't uh, seen you in ages because we once upon a time did a live show in person in new york when we all lived in new york I a know, billion we, years we ago that and you you were there and it was oh, awesome there. i guess maybe were, I it, was awesome. How was it? Yeah, it was
8: part of the what was up, the Hell's Kitchen?
3: The Hell's Kitchen,
8: Kitchen Film Day? Festival. Hell's Kitchen Film
3: Festival, wow. RIP, presumably.
5: Yeah,
8: I
3: don't know. Um, you you, <laughs> uh, you write about movies, right? You, I do. You, you could self-promote if you wanted to
8: right now. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I will gladly take the opportunity to self-promote. Uh, I uh, am the associate editor for the website of Movie John, which is, uh, we have a website and we have a quarterly print zine. That we send out.
3: Um, That's John that with a up. J-A-W-N, just to be clear. Yes. It's, this yes. is, you're from it's, Philly. Yes. Yeah,
8: I'm in the Philly suburbs right now. Uh, Hell yeah. We are a Philly-based publication. We've got about uh, about a dozen writers. Uh, so each quarter, the theme is a different issue. Our, uh, issue. Each issue is a different theme. The last one we did was The Great Outdoors. Uh, so I wrote about masculinity and uh, old joy. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, people write different articles. And then we have the website, moviejohn.com where we're posting stuff every day. We're doing our Summer of Stars countdown, where we picked our favorite 25 uh, Hollywood stars of all time. Um, we're up in the top
1: 10. So, you can probably uh-huh. time. He must be coming up. <laughs> 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 oh, that movie trailer, but- <laughs> mm. He'll be cycle will but. Uh, I'll be bitter so about
2: I- that for a while.
8: I do also have a question for you guys. Um, so what is your favorite physical uh manifestation of like a physical pop culture object that you have in your home?
6: Mm. Oh
8: could be could be could be a Blu-ray, could be a
2: Lego (laughs) set, you know. Is it David just showing us his criterion shell?
1: I have well there's various various things that have been festooned around it. You know, once upon a time I really had a lot of crap and now uh, I'm a married father. Uh, who lives in a tiny apartment, so a lot of that stuff is in storage. But I do, okay, I will say, uh, you can kind of see it at the top there. I think my very favorite thing, and swag is notoriously a grift and sucks, and, and talking about it in any public forum is usually a lose-lose all around, yeah. as much as I love the mugs that we occasionally get sent because they're very helpful. But the one piece of swag that I, has always been near and dear to my heart was when I tweeted something about the poster for the Sofia Coppola movie, The Beguiled, About, like, you know, just, I I don't know why I felt like saying this, but I was like, (laughs) it's a beautiful poster. And I was like, just drape it over my coffin when I die as a flag or something along those lines. And several weeks later, in the mail from Focus Features, I received a massive framed (laughs) flag. Um, which uh is incredibly expensive i think and i have kept on top of my bookshelf to this day it's been unfurled exactly one time it is a big beautiful flag-sized poster of the beguiled um and it'll be draped and,
2: over your coffin when you die
1: mm-hmm. no i maybe that's maybe not, gonna not. Be the best look it could be draped maybe adjacent to my coffin um <laughs> but that's that's gotta be my pick
2: yeah, I have a I have a running list of swag that has proved useful in my home, which is like not really that interesting and not the question, but like the bowls sent for Kung Fu Panda three. It uh, was part of like this bamboo steamer set like we still use them. Those are the best, like most useful kitchen bowls. But I think this the one what I was going to say is also swag, but I love it still with a uh, a wooden replica of the moose from Mitchell's versus the machines, the very pivotal like Ooh. family. Token oh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it. It sits on the shelf in our kitchen and I think we'll be there forever.
8: Katie, right. that is also uh on a shelf in my kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it is so cute. And if you right, haven't David seen the movie, Patches, it just looks no like a cute
6: Everyone needs a plumbus <laughs> in their home.
5: What is that? What is that? <laughs> what is, that? It, is that from is
6: that from Rick and Morty? Yeah, it's oh a plumbus.
5: God. It yeah, came in a box <laughs>
6: uh about, you know, talking about how great the plumbus is and how pure the fleeb is, but I do like my plumbus. Columbus. uh
3: my answer is uh, yeah. I wouldn't pick swag as a physical manifestation of of movies. I don't own a lot of things. I don't like collecting things, and I don't, I don't like buy fan art or whatever. But I do have a beautiful illustration. I'm going to try and put it as my background here for a second. Here it is. It's this is hey! by my good a good friend of mine, Brianna Ashby, who is the illustrator for Bright Wall Dark Room, and she oh, did yeah. this picture for Groundhog Day. And I was like, I will buy this from you, even though I know you personally i got far away from my microphone apologies but um yeah i uh i i love her art and i wanted this in my my space i like groundhog day a lot
1: how a large movie. is that actual drawing in your house
3: oh uh, not, not too big like uh i don't know the dimensions are oh, eight by ten about that feet. i would say feet uh... a, hang it can hang yeah it's a, it takes <laughs> up an entire wall five times <laughs> Art, art, art Modest. is good.
6: I have a, I had an art artist art uh, once uh, paint a portrait of Dorian Gray for me. So it ages and I don't. That's been my secret.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: It, I it hangs have... where I can see it so I could watch it age. Also, it's
1: Non swag, a framed cell from uh, The World of Tomorrow, the Don Hertzfeld short, oh, yeah. uh, which is in a spot of honor in my bathroom, uh, which is, you know, the room that I uh, most commonly am look, looking at the walls uh so that that might be my actual pick i just
6: realized patches put you put where you put up a different dark universe background (laughs) oh
1: he's got a whole yes
3: i have multiple available okay okay (laughs) for my use (laughs) during this call uh ryan how about you what is your what is your answer to your own question
8: yeah for me um my one of my first great pop culture loves was indiana jones uh and when i was a kid a very like a three-year-old my uncle gave me just like a regular bucket fishing hat uh, that I would pretend was not Indiana Jones set. And so when I became an adult, I bought an authentic Indiana Jones hat, and mm. that is hanging in my office.
3: Excellent. Yeah, Excellent.
2: Ready for you to put have on you, when you have to go. Yeah, have you taken
3: on any adventures or? It's been out for Halloween a couple of times.
2: Yeah. That, <laughs> that bucket
6: hat was really smart because my parents made the mistake of Bu- buying me a real fedora when i wanted to be like in first grade indiana jones and like immediately just like bent the brim i was like hey and oh, that yeah. was it that was it for yeah. the fedora. Also, yeah. i
1: hear that indiana jones might be journeying to the suburbs of philadelphia in indiana jones five so uh yeah, we're, right. it all- seems more honest. like a mutt williams uh, territory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no offense
3: uh ryan thanks for joining the call have a thanks, great ryan. rest of your thanks day thanks for having me thanks ryan. Good to see you guys. take, take care soon. sir
6: there are a few people in chat who said because we didn't have uh reviews uh this week we should talk about Star Wars Galaxy Heroes. No,
2: oh, we have so much else to talk about. Someone could
1: hold on. Someone
6: could
3: still leave a review
1: mm.
6: during or if someone podcast,
1: asks so. us on mic about it we can broach the topic, but or not if, if someone All gives us right. five stars. Try. David
6: obviously has not seen the news or he'd want to talk about it immediately. A news. That's okay. interesting. What's going yeah, on? We're not allowed to talk about it. No, nope. this is
3: not fair.
0: First
6: rule. Uh, let's try election. and get
3: somebody on on this call. Do we have Kayla on the call? Do we have a Kayla? Hi, welcome to fighting in the war room. How are you? you?
14: Good. How are, where you? are you calling from? I'm coming from the Upper East Side.
3: What hey. Been there? New York elite in the house. Yes. Oh, I don't Is that true or that, that's where, <laughs> where, you, I, it's no, where Gossip
2: not. Girl is. So,
1: yeah, true. Sure. are you Gossip Girl? It, are you ready I was to break the hospital yesterday? Living it up. She was stunned yeah. into disbelief by your comments about <laughs> the Mount fact Sinai. That we are occupying the same city right now, and I would guess regularly because I'm assuming that you live here, gala
14: I do. I do live yeah. here.
1: And what do you do in New York? <laughs> I work instance. for
14: a, I work for a nonprofit. I work for Big Brothers Big Sisters.
1: Well, it's amazing. So you're yeah, that's great. excellent. Much more productive <laughs> than us. Yeah. Yeah. We should be yeah. calling into like the Big Brothers Big Sisters podcast tonight. <laughs> Not the other way yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> no. That would be helpful. Well,
14: yeah, uh-huh. um, I used to work for the New York Public Library, actually, for the past five years. I'm a, I'm a big wow. reader.
1: Oh, well. oh nice. Yeah. Have you read any? I am always that person who walks into a bookstore without a plan and just find <laughs> myself looking around like an asshole and then leaving without buying anything. So what should I be reading?
14: Um, well, that's a, that's a difficult question to answer because everyone has different tastes. So what genre is your favorite?
1: I mean, this is exactly the answer I get. I give when someone asks me like, what should I see? And I always (laughs) resent the question. So I feel bad. Um, I'm looking, I, I like, okay, it's not a genre, but I like a nice new hardcover bound book. I'm, wow. I, I'm, uh, you know, always. Are meeting. you a New York lonely boy from Girls Five Eva? Is that what you? I, I that's exactly what I am. It's what I tell myself when I look in the mirror every day. What's what's a new book that I should read?
14: Oh, a new book. I don't know how new this book is, but we just did it for one of my book clubs, um, The Arsonist City. Okay. Um, my roommate's sitting on the couch reading it right now.
1: <laughs> I get a review from them. Yeah, get um, her over here. No, yeah, no, Paige,
14: no. what do you think of the book so far? I actually huh? really like it. She actually oh, really that, likes it.
11: The reviews are Thanks, in. It's great. <laughs> yeah,
6: it's good.
1: Uh, well, I just saw uh, the adaptation of Where the Crawdads Sing, which is like mm-hmm. a book but uh, with pictures, and uh, it, it did not make me want to uh, read the source material. No, I would not.
2: I would
6: not. As someone who got a degree in writing screenplays and is now writing a book, I'm shaking my head at like a book with pictures.
14: (laughs) (laughs) That actually was going to be one of my my questions, you all, um, because I love thinking about like book adaptations. And so how, you know, whether it's a movie or TV show, how they go about what changes have to be made to make it really sing for me. I mean, one that I just saw that I loved, obsessed with was Fire Island. Mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice, obviously, like, white girl from New York City, I'm obsessed with Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. like, surprise, <laughs> surprise, but I, I loved Fire Island, I thought it was a really interesting, like, update to the story, and it, you know, Jane Austen, the queen of social commentary, and it was a great commentary on our society, and that specific subculture that was addressed in the film, so I was just, well, just curious, like, if you guys had a favorite book adaptation, or successful one that you could think of
1: is is clueless too close to that <laughs> <laughs> i think mean, that's also excellent. has been on my mind lately and uh yeah can, jane allison is a pretty good starting place although some people may disagree who have recently watched persuasion on netflix which i saw half of and thought was delightful but what do i
2: <laughs> Ooh, hot take
6: mm, i don't know if there's one that sticks out i'm trying to think about the last time uh, that I like read a book and was like finishing it in the seat for the adaptation was it was a movie called The Little Stranger uh, that had Donald Gleason being haunted by a uh, oh, ghostly presence
2: Oh yes The Spring's Bell
6: and that was really interesting to me because um uh, the difference of when you're doing like a ghost mystery movie of whose perspective we're in because the book definitely shifts perspectives between characters and the movie is really visually anchored where it's like if a characters on screen, you could guess we're seeing what they're seeing. But otherwise, I think what made a lot of the movie really cool and what a lot of makes ghost movies really cool is um, having to depend on visuals to figure out what perspective you're in rather when you've already gone through the plot uh, in a first person perspective. Uh, I, I think those adaptation choices are always interesting uh, because it's like being the person that trained the actor because you have access to all the material and they need to take all those like thoughts and make it somehow a face. And I think Donald Gleason does a good job uh, being a sad British man that has <laughs> some secrets.
2: I'm literally did looking you, through you, my book of my list of <laughs> books I read last year because I'm just like, what have I read? What have I read? Like, what I'm are, like, that's I read Rebecca recently, but that movie, like <laughs> the new movie version, it was terrible. The old one is good. Um, but I was thinking about the Lost Daughter again. That's like recency mm, bias, but like God, that yeah. movie mm. made me feel exactly the way that the book did, where I was like, but, I feel. I like this, but I don't get it. And I don't know that the point is for me to get it. And I felt perplexed in the exact same way and intrigued. And like, I was kind of amazed by how I captured that feeling.
1: Especially interesting when somebody adapts a novel that was written in the first person, because it's just another Mm. player to to sort of interpolate and uh, a lot of challenges and opportunities. And I thought what Maggie Gyllenhaal did to find the voice of that character sort of get you in their head from the outside was really brilliant. And it's also, you read that novel, um, the, you, or even if you, it's like a hundred page degree very quickly, but the, yeah. uh, slight change that she made literally just the wording of the last few sentences of the book radically changes the tenor of the movie in a way that I found fascinating and sort of speaks to the, the power that filmmakers can choose to wield if they get ambitious about it with these adaptations. That's a great example.
3: I, I want to throw out that I recently rewatched Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones's adaptation, which oh. is a movie that absolutely holds up and, in watching it this time, which I it didn't really dawn on me when I saw it back in the 2000s, uh, is that it's really a, it's a book lovers movie. It's all about like wanting to adapt what you're talking about, David, where it's like if it's first person or if it's like really poetic, it's, it really is not a, the Orchid Thief is really about nothing or it's about a personal journey and trying to make it into a movie is foolhardy. But you want like Kaufman, the character and the writer of this script, what wants to adapt that those feelings and the, that imagery. And the movie for all its lunacy, um, and it's kind of like meta inversion or 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 self-reflectiveness at the end blowing up into a big action movie. It's like the perfect book lovers uh, movie to, so to don't revisit mention so.
1: charlie kaufman's novel ant kind or jordan hoffman is going to reappear magically and- <laughs> yeah, if you
3: three three times in a mirror jordan <laughs> hoffman appears um dave you also got me thinking what was the last book i read like leading up to the movie i, I remember reading the circle um before mm. that that tom hacks hanks emma Watson, that movie that
2: does I- not exist
3: that movie does not exist and it is absolutely horrible. I thought the book was pretty solid, a little.
1: I just read Werner but... Herzog's first novel, The Twilight World, which very much read to me like a book that only exists because he wanted to make a movie about the same subject but didn't have the money or energy or there's a pandemic or the, you know whatever. I was just like I'll just write it as a novel. And that's semi-effective. But we're yeah. doing, Station uh, Eleven is the best ad. Oh, Station 1 is a good recently. example.
2: We're doing book club on *Local Men Against Madrid Women* talking, which like which Sarah Polly is directing as a movie, and everyone who I talked about it is like, "Oh my god, I love that book!" So I'm very excited to
1: see. Anyway, it in the store. *Fire Island* should have been released traditionally. People would still be talking about it. Although I'm very glad, you know, other than like it just disappeared over the course of a weekend on Hulu, but it's not it's on every ad so.
2: break for *The Bear*, which yeah. I'm watching now. So like it's it's out there somewhere. But it's I'm getting
1: represented. represented. Kayla is. You know, br- you know, mentioning it—it's good name, bringing it back into the conversation. Because this podcast right here is definitely, you know, the discourse. Uh, we are known uh, for the world. All seven of the people with by
6: episode five hundred, we'll just be book club for men.
1: <laughs> <That was laughs> Katie going.
2: It's still, I mean, yeah, no. It, when this, I think, maybe oh, yeah. we're not on that Sorry, episode, David. we were this is when we're talking about men who don't men not reading books.
14: Uh, I always and, tell uh, all the men in my life to read Beartown because mm-hmm. it's very, you know, it's got the sports angle, but it's about like. Men doing, you know, ultimately the right thing, except for, you know, the incident. But uh, and Whoa. most people they write back liking it. So the novel
1: noted as
14: hockey literature.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. Like the bear
1: town was another thing that I saw in its uh you know motion picture incarnation. Um yeah, hockey.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. Uh
3: <laughs> no, Kayla, no, thank I, you. I like thank it. you for uh joining the podcast. This yeah, has yeah, been thanks great.
1: Thanks so much for coming. Bye. Bye. Okay,
3: <laughs> let's let's get let's see if we can get warpstone on the call warpstone it is are you war- on fighting in the war
15: room yes hello everyone welcome hello Did Did we warpstone you what warpstone? dimension are
1: you calling in from
15: uh the dimension of western australia oh they yeah. have declared us non-existent there so that's where i'm calling from
3: what <laughs> time is it there
15: uh, it is, uh, it might be the day, might be. Yes. 10 a.m. Wednesday oh, no. morning. What's, what's the future great.
1: like? Is everything on fire? Yeah. Are we controlled by damn dirty apes? What's going on?
15: Uh, <laughs> There are no apes, but everything's still on fire. Okay. It's,
1: m-
2: it's m- 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 winter m- there. So it's a less the uh, bleak heat wise than it is in the northern hemisphere. So we got that going for you. No. Yes,
1: well, talking with like, authority about Australia. There's a below deck in set in Australia now. So all right. In, uh, a recognized country to me. I don't
2: uh, know Mr. A lot about Australia, <laughs> but I do know that it's not summer there. That's as far mm. as I've got.
3: And the toilet's flushing or something. Mr. Warpstone, do you have a uh, question or comment or thought about tonight? I don't know. Yes,
15: I movies. do have a question for uh, the two Davids, actually. And mm. it's all about uh, what's been happening in Galaxy of.
5: No, nah! <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a question uh, that I have too. My Google searches just frantically in the last couple of minutes not turn up anything. So Dave, please educate us all. What's well, new?
6: Ladies and gentlemen, after a disappointing uh, road ahead state of the galaxy uh, a couple of months ago, it basically told us nothing except adding this thing called datacrons, which, which is I still another. still don't understand. It's a mineable boost that you could apply to certain teams, but after three months, that boost expires. So it's basically a way to spend money on uh, things you can't keep. Oh, that's what I've always wanted.
13: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
6: what Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes wants you to do. So everybody has been mad for the month since Datacrons have come out. It has uh, destroyed the the player-versus-player basis because if you have a GL Kenobi uh, all at Relic 7 team with a Datacron, then you basically aren't getting through it. Um, so, people have been mad, uh, but they haven't rolled back Datacrons. What they have done is announced a new character. It's going to be Black Kirstan, the Black Wookiee from Book of Boba Fett. And with him comes a new tag called Hut Clan because the next GL is a unopposed Java the Hut.
1: Oh, Java hasn't been in the game. That's a good point.
3: Good God.
6: So I know we're going to have to relic up our Cad Bane. I know we're going to have to relic up our Boba Fett. I believe the Outrider is the first uh, seven-star ship that you're going to need for GL Jabba. But GL Jabba is coming. And unlike all the other GLs, which have had a light and dark side component, it is just Jabba. he's going to be a solo GL with uh, now, no particular counter
1: now warpstone are you uh, just asking for the for the good of the discourse or are you also a on the hollow tables
15: um, I don't actually play but I always find <laughs> your chats <laughs> fascinating <laughs> so I need, and since there's you're stacked against such a um, large uh, audience not to uh, let you talk about it i decided to use this opportunity I really wow that. that
2: is way yes, more generous you. than you needed to be <laughs> yeah.
1: abolish roll. the
3: filibuster or something hey, West, it was fight. take yeah, action behind
1: peek behind the curtain for uh, oh hey look out that. yeah, that's my nice. latest uh, galaxy there we're we're like five we 7, have listeners you know, they don't they that, can't see it but, yeah, I, but I will describe are, you know, it nothing matters, matters it's colors and <laughs> stars <laughs> and but no it looks like he's game addiction his cls oh, spots, which is a great
6: place to, oh look at that fly. oh look
1: at all this shit this is these are my boys yeah the guy yes. who how much money on the subway it's to ask about you did so so not much.
2: think that you were going to talk about this bullshit
1: uh warpstone i really appreciate you thank you so much
3: Yes, uh, Warpstone. What does it feel like to be the worst listener
15: uh, hey, on, hey. of the hey show? Now. No, um, i just have to say joke. that I, I gladly take that, and um, <laughs> I've always enjoyed <laughs> Dave Dave Sevenes' uh, comments and his oh. po- other podcasts. So, right. thanks for
6: sticking Thank around you. on the storm side too. I mean, it's been it's been great.
15: You're
1: welcome. Have, have a good anyway. one. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good tomorrow. Yeah, when we get there.
15: <laughs> yeah. See, see when you catch up. Bye. All right. I think Katie. Uh, Someone in messaged... the chat says
6: it's nice to hear Dave and David discuss something they're passionate about, which I take as a <laughs> as a slight, but I like it. K- oh, hey. Katie K- must
3: have texted one of our our pals who were going to shepherd in here and then shepherd out because what he's driving. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> This I'm in the car. Fair. What's up? The gold, the gold derbies, Chris Rosen. Oh, Drive you not in the car this. this is coming home from coming home from Nope. This is ridiculous. What are you jamming to? Are you listening to you guys, uh, I was
0: listening to no, I was listening to you guys. I was listening to David DuSponCon oh. for Lost Daughter still. Love that yeah. the checks are coming in. That fucking rules. <laughs> Someone's gonna go. send my
1: kids to daycare.
0: David, how much time do you have? You're talking about this Star Wars fucking game. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> do you have this much free time? <laughs>
1: uh, I have no. I mean, Star Wars is exclusively played on subways and toilets. Um, I, I have, and also for our listeners
3: floor,
0: uh, who
1: don't know, in my son's room, waiting for him to fall asleep.
3: <laughs> for our listeners who don't know, Chris, he uh, helps run the Gold Derby Awards site. He's also the lost son of Mike Francesca. Right? Or, or that's, 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 that's why you need it. you right doing live. You're bring you the real Long Island dude.
2: Chris yeah. is really like, he's you do driving. Do show, you he's, in, he's yelling. And, you yeah, can you rock? give us
3: can you give us an AM ra- a Long Island AM radio hot take right now and just be screaming at us about <laughs> some movie or some what's gonna win the Oscar this year, Chris? What's gonna Ooh. win the Oscar? Hear it here first.
0: Oh wow. Uh Fable probably.
3: I'm going big on
0: Fable. The Fable Spielberg for Spielberg.
2: I think that's that sounds like the smart money. I'm just gonna yeah. uh, I'm going to throw out Killers of the Flower Moon and we're just going to fight to the death Is that about coming it. out this year? I hope yes, so. They're
1: aiming for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm we, we did it on Little Gold Men,
2: I predicted Stars at Noon, which I don't think is going to pan out.
1: What is so, that? It's uh, wow. a Katie, movie someone, that everyone hated. Katie, as someone who was seen and actually you know, maybe one of five people who enjoyed Stars at Noon, uh, there, there are no Oscars in that movie. <laughs> no, you
2: don't think so? <laughs> Look, I, I took it. a big sway.
1: Maybe best. I mean, about- honestly, in a just world should be nominated for best original song. There's a Tinder sticks original. That's fantastic. But that's not going to be happening. Oh,
0: my God, David. Come
2: on. <laughs> hey, Chris, is Lady Gaga going to win another Oscar this year for the Top Gun song?
0: I mean, I hope so. I'm still I think she should have won for House, House of Gucci. I was I was yeah. weighing on
2: that. Yeah, she out on a plane two recently. Oscars by now.
0: Oh, I know you have Stone two Oscars.
1: Circle best actress winner, Lady Gaga.
0: That's true. You know, that got a lot of critiques, I would say. But I was a, a big fan of that win.
1: History I think that was good. will prove us right. <laughs> I
0: think New York but, Film Critics are who gave uh, Best actors to Cameron Diaz for There's Something About Mary. Is that right? I'm, a, I'm that not slightly on the uh, time,
1: I think. It,
5: well, um, it, very
0: slightly. But yes. Yeah, so
5: I'm like, I'll they have like a good track record. I
1: mean, judging by the people on planes who I've seen watching House of Gucci, I think history has already chosen my side.
2: Uh, really? Chris, wait, do you want to wait on? Nope. We already had Jordan Hoffman. Uh, yeah, you're Hans driving Michael home
16: from Nope. From nope. Well, is Chris Nope an Oscar it. contender? Am I, are we
2: allowed to talk about it?
0: I yeah. read David's no, inscrutable
3: tweet.
0: It seemed like you page. liked it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, it seemed fine. I liked the movie. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Okay. I don't think it's as good as Get Out or Us. I think Us is like his peak the pinnacle of filmmaking, such wow. a great.
2: Movie. Wow! you like Us and better uh, than Get Out. No. I think it's Us normal. is get better than
0: Get Out. I definitely think Us is better than Get Out, and this is probably slightly worse than Get Out. but Original I really, screenplay
3: contender? Nope. No,
0: I don't think so. Nope, I would nope. say. you're that. saying no. no. You nope, nope to no. Oh,
3: okay. Nope no. to I'll nope. tell you
0: what. I really That's loved. Us, I, I loved. Uh, I loved the Michael Abel's uh, score. I immediately went to try yep. to on Spotify, but it's not out. Yeah. It rules. Uh, like um, f- fucking fake Aaron Copeland shit It was so good uh, Big fan
1: we will not, I, will I thought
0: Daniel Kaluya was great David, yeah. you, you, I don't know if you talked about this But since you saw it Going into it, I expected Kiki Palmer To be a much bigger factor Of the movie than she actually is It really mm. felt like Daniel Kaluya's movie to me, It is uh, Daniel based Kaluuya's on,
1: movie but He's I mean, awesome he, he That's not a awesome. bad thing parts, As a No, it's great <laughs> I mean, I was really I'm not going to specify anything about the nature of the special effects just to be very, very safe. Even though I think the general premise of the movie is kind of out there. I definitely uh, saw a spaceship
2: in a TV ad today.
1: The special yeah. effects and are phenomenal. And seeing this movie on the big screen is imperative. Um,
0: I would say it was uh, yeah, the, I love uh, it's one of those movies. Again, like, it reminded me a little of Top Gun Maverick. where We were like, well, that's just real. You know, I just was like, uh-huh. I believe that Jordan Peele uh, you know, flew in something. I don't know. It's just, yeah. he said, it's spaceship. What the fuck? It's, but like, it's pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't know what it was, what the larger, uh, I'm still trying to figure out what the larger themes are. I guess, what is that hack thing that people write on Twitter, like uh, when they're like, don't like something, but then they like pretend they have to like contemplating it? Or, you know, what processing. is that you guys are still processing? I'm still processing, oh, yeah. I'm still processing yeah. the themes mm-hmm. uh, like a hack. But no, it was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Still processing, but um, man, stick around for those uh, post-credits animals.
0: They change the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) I got that. Well,
3: well, Chris, thank you for giving us sorry a a Lock level Tom Hardy performance here. (laughs) uh, I was thinking Lock.
0: I was definitely thinking Lock. (laughs) <laughs> go I want to say another thing about score. note Another thing about note before you cut me off is everyone should go read the Jordan Hoffman piece on Polygon about animals and animal wrangling, I think, because i, I imagine it really probably played a big factor in this movie as well. Uh, David, would More, you agree?
1: Uh, yeah. More Jordan I mean, Hoffman. Uh, yeah, God, <laughs> the last thing we need. As I said a minute ago, the, uh, the, the big takeaway from this movie, among other things, is do not fuck with animals on movie sets. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I would never. But, uh, you will all see what we mean. But Chris, you, I know I'm going to make another Deep Cut lock reference, which is always good to say in advance and really bolster the comedy uh, of what you're doing. But uh, make sure you get on time to that big cement mix you're doing. Uh, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> we'll talk cover you up that <laughs>
5: forgotten
6: child. Be safe. Bye. Bye. Is that
2: a plot point in Lock? I don't remember the plot of that. It, that's
3: well. a, yeah, well, he's he's, he's doing a big quick. concrete pour, but isn't he going to the hospital to see well, yeah, he, his, his he secret child been, to be born? Yeah, it's
1: like this big mix that's happening at the same time. But yes, he's also rushed on. That movie's great. Like had an affair with a woman who's giving birth and it's very complicated.
3: Before there was Venom, there
1: was Locke. It's true. That is chronologically accurate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just stating the facts
3: here. Let's mm-hmm. get somebody else on on the podcast here. Let's keep it going. I'm trying to get to everyone in the waitlist and the waiting room and people who've been here a while. Uh, so forgive me. As we as we plow through, Emily, are you here on mm-hmm. fighting in the war room? Emily. Yes,
17: I am here, but I'm also hearing you in dual audio. That was terrifying. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. hey, <laughs> yeah. we're haunting oh. you. Hi, hey. I'm sorry. Hey, Hi, Emily. Yeah, Hi. where Emily, are you? You've, you've been waiting Hi, Hi. I'm, I'm sitting on my bed because I got. Are you going to bed? Your... No, I was... Your... I was. Where in the I... world is your bed? Oh, okay, I am uh, calling from Jacksonville Beach, Florida. So I'm Ooh. about 15 feet above sea level right now, which I can't. Like... Florida person. Oh,
1: let's keep that, it that way. Yeah, is that less than it should be?
17: Um, I just think like if you, I just went to the beach like yesterday, the day before, and you walk by the um, big pillars that tell you like this, this, but this is what happens when there's like eight feet of ocean. I'm like, oh my God. So, <laughs> you, want, we, you want
1: a few more feet of uh, sea We level are that, stuff. we are that
17: part of Florida that barely gets hit. Jacksonville is like that little curvy part. Yeah. Like Florida hasn't been, Jacksonville hasn't been hit by major hurricanes since like Andrew in the 90s. So we're okay. But for now. No. Never know. Climate change is scary. Yeah, there are some is. Things
1: that are, Ocean. seems scary uh, affecting Florida. It's but... really hot. <laughs> Everywhere. Oh,
17: it's hot and humid. Yeah. And it's been like thunderstorming for the past like two hours. My dog has been freaking out. It's got a lot of anxiety about it.
1: Oh, oh no, DeSantis
17: is there. That's yeah, I mean, Lenny Curry is <laughs> my mayor. The Jabba is your stopped. dog
1: freaking out because Ron DeSantis <laughs> is standing on your lawn. <laughs> oh,
17: God. No, he, he would have my dog. Um, He's like 15 now, so he just he's very anxious. Oh. And for some odd reason thunderstorms freak him out now so, oh. but we um, also have like the jaguars they saw it come watching the uh baseball right now the marlins They're kind of bad. oh
3: i've seen people in our chat mentioning that they're they're watching and listening to this
17: yes i am i've um <laughs> <laughs> it's like three two now i think they're in like the I don't know it was inning. baseball
3: season still. Yeah, all star, it's the all-star
17: break. When do you think so... they
2: play baseball?
3: What month is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> i my damn mind. That's That's not working. Didn't I don't they start know. a when summer are... basketball league? Are they trying to be confusing
17: with the stuff? But, I don't yeah, know. No, but Emily, not, we're, yeah. we're, but we are in the all-star league. break. I will say that. So, um, My question for y'all was um, about... It's kind of like a therapy question, but I wanted to... <laughs> um but like what y'all learned from yourself or about yourself or about your like family during the pandemic mm-hmm. i know that's not like a learning opportunity for the scary pandemic that we focused on but i was like thinking about it recently about like how i appreciated like my own family more that's great. just mm-hmm. like people i was like thinking you know as much as it was all bad i was like i had a lot of appreciation for just like people existing so i want mm-hmm. to know what yeah, you what's the
1: harm of, of finding the silver i mean you know there's a way of finding the silver lining and finding uh you know bright spots uh without making light of the cost of achieving them i think it's a totally valid question
17: yeah that was kind of my point i was like i was trying to like get a uh, highlight or a lighter moment into it
6: yeah. yeah i mean mine's not light but i feel like that means i should go first um, you discovered your
1: inner murderer
6: <laughs> no like <laughs> uh my parents got divorced right before the pandemic mm. and so the whole um Family interaction on all sides uh, was weird and stressed. And it, I'm not saying it's a great thing that the pandemic happened, but uh, with this like national shock to take it easy on yourself and to take it mm. easy on your coworkers and to take it easy on your family, I think we all found uh, the new way to communicate each other in a much healthier way than we would have if we were just trying to like squeeze it in with something else, like I got to take this trip, but I got to do this thing for work. And I got to, you know, figure out how to talk to my mom again. Uh, luckily those things, I got to sit down and focus on my family relationships and I think they're better. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll have your mom back
2: on the podcast and hump her way in on um how good yeah, you are. yeah,
6: maybe we'll have her weigh in on that. She's also watched a lot of television. I feel like that would be a better thing to weigh in on, but <laughs> more, more <laughs>
2: at. Yeah,
6: yeah. But I do, I am very thankful um, because a lot of times when gigantic family changes happen, be it like disease or a divorce or an injury, you don't get the time to stop and make it all about that. And mm-hmm. I was able to make that time for myself, uh, both internally and in my uh, discussions with my family so i'm, I'm going to be thankful for that even uh after these guys get better answers
17: a good answer
5: that was a pretty good answer no, that was a good
17: answer
2: um i so i feel like this is i'm like i don't talk about like girl shit on this podcast often but like body image is a thing that ever that i and every millennial have grown up was surrounded by and i feel like the pandemic and the way that a lot of people i think learn to like to like not trust capitalism or to want to defund the police. I feel like the idea of like it is not worth your time to worry about body image and weight uh, really sunk in for me over the course of the pandemic. And I don't know why. And I, it's not like obviously like solved or done forever. But like that was a real way that it was like, well, life is chaos. Uh, let's figure out what's important. Uh, this is not important. Uh, so I am I am grateful for that in the same way that Dave is grateful for focusing on his family. I like that one.
1: I'm grateful for my new eight pack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ler- david learning wanted to be rich. <laughs> yeah.
1: um no i mean i my answer is so boring to almost be not uh worth saying but i i was the father of like a barely an infant like still technically in the newborn stage when the pandemic started um and was still sort of figuring it out not that i've cracked the code now but uh i got to spend a lot more time than most new fathers do uh, with their kid um, in those formative days. And I learned, I mean, I learned uh, immediately that I loved being a dad, which I did not necessarily know was going to happen. Um, I was pretty ambivalent. I was excited to have a kid with my wife. I thought it would be fun to be parents. It seemed like the right thing to do, but uh, was, I was unsure how it was going to turn out for me. Um, but I really fell in love with being a dad and I think I'm good at it. I don't know if the things that I think make me a good dad now are all going to translate when my son is five or ten or fifteen but uh for now it's been really the the best thing that I've ever had in my life and so that's been nice that's not something I would have been able to say realistically before all this started so
2: well being a parent in the pandemic made everything a million times harder but also rewarding in all these ways that I think it was like you got yeah and the
1: separation anxiety cuts both ways I mean is anyone who's been you know, as you know, spending that much time at home with my kid, uh, you know, he wasn't able to go to daycare or really go anywhere for months and months and months on end. Um, I, I, as anyone who's been within earshot of me in the last two years knows, it was extremely difficult for me to go on a super privileged work trip, um, like to the point where I was in therapy for months in advance of it, just to leave my kid for. 13 days, 12 days, uh, and it ended up being every bit as hard as I thought it would be. And In the grand scheme of things, it seems like such a non-issue and there are parents historically, and you know today for sure, who have to leave their children for far, far, far longer than that. And I truly do not know how they do it and it makes my heart hurt to think about it. But uh, yeah, so that, that whole pandemic thing did sort of cut both ways in terms of yeah, closeness to your kids, but uh, yeah, that's what I learned. And patches learned that he hates his children from being a
3: father. Uh, well, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> that's not wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say everything that you said is true for me as well. Like when I had a two-year-old at home, and um, the, the the intensity of that situation, and and someone who can't do anything for themselves but needs everything uh, and Mm -hmm. needs constant entertainment and stimulation um so that was really hard but it's like just being at home trapped with the same people who i love but also you you do become infuriated you do become like the pressure of the situation is so hard and i think it's really challenging it's like the babadook um but but life which is like you're going to test me in every possible way and life is testing me in every possible way and not to be like callous or dark but i think what the uh the, the pandemic taught me is less about like family more uh being level-headed and trying to like self-care and be an individual when you could be giving yourself over to to everyone the only way to help people to either be a good member of your family to be a good parent um is to self-care first and it you seems your oxygen kind of,
2: mask on first
3: it seems <laughs> kind of selfish but yeah i mean it's like i, I
1: what does eating a shoe fall under self care?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, it eventually did uh, under the my divorce papers. Um, <laughs> it- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think I took like when I took a walk pre-pandemic, I just did I maybe I did that, but like I needed to take a walk every so often by myself and like care about myself and and really figure out what the relationships to everybody in my family were going to be as like extensions of me and my life. Um, and again, it can sound very selfish, but I think people need to remember, yeah, Katie, the the metaphor of like putting your mask on first, it does it is that Mm on to some level and i feel like i'm closer than ever to my daughter and i have a different expression of love when i like know what it takes for for me to stay level-headed i'm so much calmer now i think then i probably would have been without the pandemic to be like oh you're going to be really upset or you're going to be mad or we're going to have a problem and some people can really absorb that negative energy from all the and, and all sorts of familial relationships but i don't know we got the past people us and should also remember that
1: when you're when you're talking about your family you're of course referring to the members of the dark universe the mummy yeah. the guys mm-hmm. the yeah. mom, uh you know the people who are nearest and dearest to you i'm
3: talking about nick morton my adult son <laughs> um, anyway, Emily, this is a great quarter quell. Great
17: question. question. Thank you. Thanks,
3: so thank so. you for, for bringing the quarter quell energy and have a great time. Go, in Florida.
1: Uh, Marlins,
17: go Marlins, yes, go Marlins. Yeah. The go Marlins. and the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all.
3: Have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. Ooh. Bye. <laughs> that was good.
2: See, the people Guys. they like to hear us yammer.
3: We loved the pen. Next ultimately. one. We loved
2: All right, let's pandemic. get somebody else
3: on the on the call. <laughs> let's see before we say anything too serious here. Let's see if we can get somebody else on the call, someone who's been waiting. It's um, Charlie. Um, we're My we're child, trying to get a Charlie. Charlie. This he is your child. This bed. is your son.
1: Good Go ahead, Charlie. Daga. I, I guess he's it, older than a baby. I, I
2: took him to the dentist today. For the Would first you be time more mad sense, or impressed if
1: Charlie had figured out a way to zoom in?
2: I'd be pretty impressed. I guess
1: it's I... possible.
3: our I guest Charlie is already on the call and ah, we're just not letting him there talk. He
2: Here he is.
3: Charlie, are you there? You're positioning a camera. We have visual confirmation of Charlie. We have yep. no audio confirmation. He's trying to get the angle just right.
6: Or maybe he's trying to I figure don't... out. Did he get muted? What get does audio
3: it? work? So I, I just. Like- uh, oh, wait, we're connected to Charlie's audio here. Ooh. We hear him. Wait, okay, so I can hear you now. Can
1: you hear yay! me? Yes, yes, we can yay! hear you yes, we can. Calling in from a uh, computer mounted webcam from 2003. But it's coming. It's like the movie Frequency. But you're coming in great. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. I'm on my phone thing Probably. <laughs> yeah, you're all good, Charlie. What's up? Where are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, I am in Philadelphia. Mm. Wow. Two Phillies. I'm loving of so brotherly far. love. Uh and what's up? What are you what are you thinking tonight?
9: Uh is Roy Scheider hot in all that jazz? Yeah. you have called
1: the wrong podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, we have, uh, uh, we're all thinking about it because of the blank check series right now. Uh Katie, all that
2: jazz episode hasn't aired yet, right?
1: Uh, it hasn't. No, it's coming coming this uh Sunday. It's gonna be a hot ticket. Uh um, they've got no, he's def- definitely
2: left. hot. I mean, in the same way that like Bob Fosse is like hot and trouble. Um, and like, it's it, you kind of got to be able to get in line with both, like hot and bad for you. But yeah, definitely. Right. But, I mean, so- look, I
9: guess objectively, he doesn't look very hot to me. Like, he looks sort of like a He looks sweaty. But there is something about the way that he talks, mm-hmm. like a weird combination of like detached and confident that I find really alluring.
3: Tell about how he holds the cigarette in his mouth, right? He's always yeah. like, I was dangling thinking. with a cigarette
1: in a very and like, really if, modelish way. I, I, I recognize it. Roy Sh- Keith Brody from Jaws could dance. Well, that's like,
2: you know, Roy Scheider had many <clears throat> films that he made, but like I have really primarily seen Jaws and all that jazz. So when I saw all that jazz for the first time a couple of years ago, it was just like, oh, this guy who's like the buttoned up. Keep Brody is like wearing like sequins and dancing like that is. Oh. It is interesting. Charlie, it's appealing. And usually, like like you said, Charlie, you don't really get You don't know why, but it's just are, there. Charlie,
1: are you usually attracted to self-destructive people? One
9: hundred percent. Okay. wow. Computational here. here. (laughs) Sort of like surrounded by self-destructive people.
1: Excellent. I I hope that works out for you. Wait, I I have a specific
3: button to this conversation, though. Dave, you are a smoker, so you've probably had to encounter this head on. But I want to know if everyone on the on the call has like kissed a smoker. Yeah. In their life. And does the the smoking factor like he looks hot with a cigarette in his mouth? Cigarettes could be hot. But no, like I, a once lot you of the factor girls the I smoking dated,
1: into it. All the girls I dated in high school were smokers and that like sense was Maria's stayed with me forever. And it was like a very formative age for me. And I have always like secretly wished that my partners who are currently my wife of a very long time uh, would smoke on occasion. Although I am for many other reasons you like the smoking not, taste. oh, I loved it. But yeah, it was also it, at it, that it, age where I was like, you know, first how? being with people. And so it was a connection was sort of forged between the two things but i had
6: a girlfriend at 17 who didn't smoke but would want me to smoke and then make out with her so i was rewarded for my smoke smoke mouth gross charlie smoking i have
9: kissed smokers but i have never kissed anyone who was smoking and i have never dated a i have never regularly dated a smoker so i i have would you like to
1: uh, Are we making I, this
2: happen? I, I, Are we making yeah, arrangements here? <laughs> it's
9: it's not a it's not a deal breaker. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I am a sing, I am a single TM person, so it's it's certainly possible. Okay. Um, it's not a deal breaker, but it, I, I I'm not say I'm not like excited to.
1: Got it.
2: I gotta say, don't find a Roy Scheider and all that jazz type. That is trouble. Like whatever, like can be a smoker needs to have their shit together more than that.
1: Yeah, that's my recommendation. If, if, if on someone's dating pli- profile, they just lead with I'm a lot like Roy that jazz,
2: <laughs> so I, probably consider I consider myself meta, a real a Bob story. Fosse in my personal <laughs> relationships. Yeah, I mean uh, that's, that's a great question. more
9: unique than like I'm I guess what I get, what I see often is like I'm just Pam looking for my gym or um occasionally uh Leslie Nope looking for my Ben, which is a, a little bit more interesting, but um, the Roy Scheider in, in all that jazz at the least.
2: You need some more trouble. You need you need a little bit more uh, drama there.
9: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the name of the guy who, who uh Mike Sure? Yeah, you you want someone who's not getting their entire concept of romance from the Mike Shore <laughs> television universe. No, uh, I like,
6: like a like a Mike Schure character that's smoking, so then he could be fixed. Yeah. I feel like, you know, that's that's the little
1: extra piece. Well, this was an excellent question. I love that you Thank came to Charlie. So <laughs> I think yeah, maybe I mean,
2: I'm going to I'm gonna have to bring another episode. I'm just going to present a list of people. We're going to kind of decide, like characters in movies and decide if they're hot. Yeah. Uh, this that thing. That is
13: Odd
6: an office not. episode. The Hillary sway uh, the hot debate. We could do that. Katie's That's going God, to
3: invent a uh, Facebook, hot or not. <laughs> uh, and we will judge people. Charlie, thanks for joining. Thank you no, right. very much. We'll let you go tonight. <laughs> hey, it's Catherine. <laughs> Catherine, how are you?
18: Oh my goodness. I was just watching it on the on my computer and uh, very surprised. <laughs> it. I'm it's so
2: like, glad that people are able to watch this and not just sit silently in a room. It's, it seems like it's not as boring as it was last time. Yeah. yeah.
18: The, the last time I just sat there and then for some reason, I went to the bathroom and they came back and fell down and skinned oh. my knee for some reason. Oh, oh, no.
3: <laughs> so you have horrible I, memories of the last college show. That no, it
18: was, still, it was early pandemic. So it was a good memory, but you know, <laughs> good. Uh, Dave, I have not fallen down this year yet, so I'll just let you know that. (laughs)
6: As you should every year. stay up for halfway point. Falling down Uh, is very dangerous. Catherine, where are you calling
3: in from?
18: Um, I'm in Atlanta.
3: Okay. Home of Marvel movies. And And that's a hotel. And and that's a hotel.
18: That is funny. I have seen um, maybe three sets like this kind of driving by for Marvel movies. I saw the whatever I don't remember which movie it was it was the one where they were at the Center for Disease Control in Africa which <laughs> oh is that one was, of the, the Captain Americas mm-hmm.
3: I,
6: I think I that's think the beginning
3: it, of Civil War yeah oh, where they blow up Black Panther's dad yeah but no, no. It, was
18: where, no it, was, it was definitely Captain America because I remember him flying up in whatever but I drove by that set while they were filming it because it was Atlanta that's but it was trying to look like africa so it was
5: yeah.
18: very it was filmed at the atlanta civic center i believe um so yeah that was my experience um is but- it weird that when you tell people if you're from atlanta they're like oh yeah marvel like this which has
2: been pretending to I be anywhere but atlanta i think maybe not I like i grew up near <laughs> atlanta and, like that's
18: just not what atlanta was at all and now it's like marvel land I mean, it has not, I've lived here my entire life and I'm 30, wait, hold on, I'm all right, 34. So (laughs) it has not been my entire life, but it has definitely been something that's been interesting to watch develop. Um, Mm -hmm. I have not seen a lot of it, but I've definitely noticed the, you know, economic development here and, you know, more celebrities. I saw, um, what's her name? uh, Lauren (laughs) Cohan from Walking Dead at a... Halloween okay. parade one oh, right. time. right, they filmed that
1: in Yeah, okay. right.
18: That was like eight years ago, I think. Um, so You're still there. has been
1: afraid, waiting.
18: Oh, I also saw. God, this is so. This is not what I called about, but um, <laughs> I saw them filming Endgame before, like two I've years before it came out. So I was working in an office building that was across the street from where they filmed a lot of the, well, <laughs> the. If you guys remember the scene in Endgame where they have Loki in the handcuffs and he steals the tesseract Mm -hmm. and whatever, Um, I actually watched them film that scene from across the street. Uh, Oh wow! You didn't know what you were seeing, guys. That was going to be
1: the greatest fan moment of all time at the Oscars (laughs) that year, but they uh, were canceled. That's right.
18: (laughs) I had no idea what they were filming. There were lots of NYPD cars around and smoke and i saw tom hiddleston but you know i had no idea what was happening so That's cool. when i saw that it was interesting but, you know, that,
5: but
1: <laughs> as, a, as a new york resident i have never seen those combination of things in person you, myself you've never, you've been, never seen too. the tesseract Predator, the cops. <laughs> i've never so I've so seen real. tom hiddleston, so in seen tom car, hiddleston but again. not with the tesseract
18: yeah so i've seen tom hiddleston and robert Downey jr, jr. together in a scene and you know, if y'all have i feel very pleasured Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. Just very awkward.
3: Um, Catherine, well, question... you pleasure yourself in any way. Okay. Anyway, what is the question that you're at? What, you, what did you come to ask us today?
18: Well, my question was um, inspired by a tweet I saw today that I don't remember who tweeted it, but what would be the one piece of media that you would want to experience again for the first time?
3: Whoa. Hmm. Hmm. I would like to see Kill List again. One of my favorite movies I saw at I saw it first at a 830 a.m. South by Southwest press screening, uh, which was not the way to see that demented horror film um, with like three other people. And then I went back that night at like 11 p.m. And I was obviously very, very tired trying to watch it with a crowd. But um, I would have loved to see that just in in my prime. Uh, I would love to see it again (laughs) with people who have no idea what they're about to watch. I don't know if you've seen it, Catherine, but uh, Kill List has has so much to be enjoyed by knowing nothing about it. And uh, I'll say no more, because if there's anyone listening, go watch this movie without knowledge. I wish I could.
2: You know, I guess this is because we're talking about Note, but I was thinking about how when I saw Get Out, I saw it in a theater, but it was at the Alamo where people are encouraged not to make any noise. Then I wish I could go back and seek it out with like a crowd that was really responding to oh, it, man. Um, which I don't think would be hard. Like every audience did that. But at the Alamo, everyone was just like very politely responding to Lil Rel Howery showing up at the end. And people should be like jumping out of their seats in that scene.
3: David, were you at the Sundance premiere of Get Out? The Secret I Screening? Was. I was. Holy being... shit. That was spectacular.
1: I was sitting right in front of Malia Obama. Oh my god!
3: Uh, I was about to say yeah. that was the, it was packed. The first question in the Q and A. This movie played at midnight, so it was like a two a.m. Q and A. Q&A. <laughs> first person is like Pat Oswald shaking, trying to be like, "This is the great." <laughs> I like he, he was losing his damn mind. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: I, I was already outside because uh, in a very similar situation to where I find myself tonight. I had that movie got out at two thirty a.m. I had to file the review immediately, and now I have to review nope tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> everything comes full circle. Uh, but that was uh, that was a great screening and a movie that I underappreciated at the time. Uh, I don't know the, the movie or the piece of media that I want to experience again for the first time. Uh, man, there are so many, and I think recency bias is strong here, um, but I guess just to go with the most on-brand possible answer and be a parody of myself, as I often enjoy being, I'll go with, carol just because (laughs) it was very restorative in a way that i could really use again to remember that a movie could affect me that strongly uh, and that i could have that intense and a a reaction to something because it's very easy in this job when you see as much as we have to see to sort of become numb to so much of it and uh the you know i it's hard to continue to keep doing this unless you see something every once in a while that Gives you that jolt, and uh, that came along when I needed it. I would love, you know, Carol to Judgment Day this fall or similar <laughs> to, uh, to pick me back up again.
6: Uh, my answer is boring, uh, but it's Star Wars, the first one, because I never uh, lived in a world that I could remember not knowing what is in that movie. And it's like so well crafted. And even if I go back, I'm watching a special edition which is different or i'm watching it knowing everything i know about star wars especially that r2d2 is a withholding dick and not a fun character for me anymore so i would like (laughs) to go back and uh do star wars for the first time which is always why do do you remember when you saw it for the
3: first time um because i was thinking about myself i'm just like when the when would i have i saw it on vhs probably yeah two VHS box set, gold box set.
6: Yeah, our family had uh, the VHS box set that had the stars on the outside, and it was three VHSs that would go in the thing. And so, uh, and then they, I think, reissued that exact same VHS box set with uh, Star Wars The Jedi, I believe, the making of documentary. Uh, And we also had that. Yeah, I would like to do something like that. Um, And there's really only like uh, Star Wars... Ghostbusters and Aliens are three movies that I know I was shown young enough that I don't have a memory of first time. I just have a lot of re-watching. Yeah. so I would have liked to see how those uh, played for me, just as natural experiences.
2: Yeah, I think that about Back to the Future, which I don't know when I first saw yeah. it. it. just like been in That's my brain like... forever.
18: Did you guys? Catherine, these... how about you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think my knee jerk reaction would be avatar the last airbender which i actually watched Ooh. for the first time uh, oh i thought at- you were going to uh
3: talk about the m night Shyamalan yeah. movie i'm like oh you were? No, oh, i not- still
1: flush i still thought she was talking about avatar and i was wondering if she was a part of like the how-to with john wilson avatar <laughs> community uh but i guess this is different
18: no
6: she's no, talking about the animated series
18: yes i am um which I actually watched the first time at the beginning of the pandemic when I was at home with nothing to do. So, you know, it was less than two years ago, but I would like to have experienced that when I was, I don't know how old I was when it came on, I think would have been in my early teens. So I really would have loved to experience that when I was a teen and I didn't, but I will say the other, my other thought is Lord of the Rings, um, Mm -hmm. the movie, which I saw every year, you know, whenever they came out, my dad would take me out of school. Um, wow. The Friday, the the Friday that they came out, whatever it was, oh one, oh two, oh three, he would take me out of school early the Friday that they came out, and and we would go see it, and it's just a wonderful memory. And my, oh, sorry. Uh, my father's passed, so it's not something that I can talk to him about, but um, mm. I would love to be able to experience that again for the first time. So those would be my two answers. And I'm strangely excited for the new series. We'll see if it's any any good.
1: Again, I thought you were talking about the new Avatar 2 way yeah. of water, but uh, <laughs> I am excited for I'm the excited to see that for the first time. Also.
18: I mean, I'm super excited for Jake Sully to come back. I don't know about y'all. There we go. A nation waits.
3: We all want to know. Uh, Catherine, thank you so much. That was lovely. And um, we appreciate you listening and and joining us tonight.
2: Thank you. you. Thanks for having me.
3: Catherine.
2: Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Let's do this. Let's see if we can get more people on Fighting in the Worm today. Here's a dinosaur man. Here's Jeff. Jeff. Hey, Jeff, can I we... can't tell Jeff. Can Jeff hear us? I can hear you. Oh, we're okay, just great. talking. We can here. hear you. Okay great. OK, great. No, Jeff was getting set up. Okay. Jeff, you love Superman. Uh,
1: any thoughts on the recent <laughs> Snyderverse <laughs> no, development? No. We haven't
2: gotten to it yet. I can't believe it.
1: Jeff I... is actually one of the bots who has been. Uh, charged <laughs> with I you
19: know I'm not surprised because it never felt organic to me, that <laughs> movement,
3: <laughs> Jeff. A is greater than G or whatever Ray wants to Fisher tweets every day. I don't know. um
19: I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about too much I don't want to get like, you know, bombarded
1: yeah, Jeff, with that's, modifier, guys. But...
19: that's
5: fair.
1: Jeff, we're <laughs> speaking of not being doxxed, where exactly are you right now?
19: Uh I'm in Geneva, <laughs> Illinois.
1: Oh, Geneva, Illinois. I didn't know hey. Illinois I Geneva. That's exciting. Uh it's like 15 Home minutes of the... from Aurora. Uh Okay. home of wayne's world
2: home of wayne's Wayne, exactly. That was my entire frame of reference
19: <laughs> um, if you've seen uh what's it called road to perdition they filmed a scene here
1: i can picture which, it which scene exactly. that is weirdly helpful
19: when when they uh go to the hotel that dylan baker's staying at and uh jude law's staying across the street like and he's in front of a big window flipping a coin between his fingers that whole scene
1: I can That's see where this, you live. as clear as if I was watching the movie right now. I can yeah. see Jeff in the background in his house right now. Yeah. <laughs> David's Hold
3: been up. on. David's been on Ambien and has watched Road to Perdition eight thousand times on on cable. I'm sure.
1: I have seen Road to Perdition eight thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> That's true.
3: That's a TNT classic. Jeff, what brings you to fighting in the war room today? What do you What do you want to talk about?
19: Um, well, I was wondering. So when I looked so the, the Twilight movies came out when I was in high school. And I thought I was so much smarter and so much better by being like, well, I don't think those movies are good. And Kristen Stewart's a bad actress. And if I could go back in time, I'd tell myself a lot of things, but one of them would be <laughs> so easy on the Twilight movies. They weren't made for you and you didn't <laughs> write those movies either. So Kristen Stewart's fine. Well, I'm wondering if you guys could tell your younger selves something to be less pretentious about, what would it be?
3: Oh, Ooh. God. Oh, that is oh, a First good one. off, I, I want to say that the Twilight movies, there are good ones. The Twilight Breaking Dawn part one and two, mwah, they're amazing. I love them. They are sadistic and weird as hell. So go back and watch the final two Twilights. Don't even watch the other ones. The other ones are bad. Um, but th- th- there are good ones.
1: I don't I know. Like I mean, as the person who is most often accused of being pretentious on this podcast, I think that most of the things that would have been put into that basket, I didn't like them, you know, for reasons that could be associated with being pretentious, I still don't like, but I, I do find myself radically having changing, like radical changes of opinion about things in much shorter turnarounds. I remember, like, The Great Gatsby is a movie that I, I say, famously, famously in my own head, uh, saw <laughs> and didn't like and then came around on pretty quickly. But I'm trying to think of like things that I thought I was like, too good for that I eventually saw some value in. And, and like the only thing that comes to mind is like the music of Coldplay. But even that mm. doesn't, really, doesn't really fit <laughs> the mm. bill because I love Parachutes when it came out. And then it was like when they when they went mainstream, I was like, fuck this. And then eventually I was like walking my kid to school like ten years later at seven in the morning on like a cold winter day listening to like Nuvo Coldplay. And I was like, this kind of bops. I don't know, <laughs> I don't that think it's really your your
2: as part of being middle aged, I think. Yeah. I was going to say music, too, because I, when I was in high school and like everyone was listening to like Outkast and the like hip hop of the early 2000s. I was like, I'm very smart. And I listened to like Bob Dylan and old Joni Mitchell CDs. And that sucked. That way I just deprived myself of like fun times. Uh, so I would go back and fix that.
6: Hmm. I, I, I like this music thing because I uh, sometimes just plant a flag in bad movie opinions. And that's the one I had. And that's what I have to carry into old age. So I'm OK still doing that, like, you know, continuing to say Batman v Superman is one of the worst, worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> that, back, that seems fine. To it.
2: Huh?
6: Yeah, you know, for, forever now. Uh, but I do think in uh, middle school, I was very heavy metal based and very pop punk based and sort of based on the idea that. Uh, people rebelled against disco at one point with the whole disco sucks campaign i joined one of my fellow bass players uh in making some t-shirts and signs that said rap sucked uh and um since have learned first of all i was wrong like some of the best rap was out at that point uh and uh that's really dumb second of all uh those are uh coded uh racisms both the disco sucks and rap sucks. Well disco is also realize... coded
2: homophobia so it really just doubled up.
6: I didn't realize uh how bad I was uh doing with just appropriating something I didn't understand. So my I guess if I had to go tell my younger self something it wouldn't be so much don't do rap sucks. It's uh try to speak from a position of authority. Mm. That's what I try to tell Have you some back or
1: all the way around to disco is actually good cuz it is.
6: Oh yeah, no. I've come back to basically, I could redeem anything that isn't uh, like full on pop country.
1: Mm. What about like are you it, like? Are you trying to diss like Casey Musgraves on my internet?
6: Oh boy, I'm saying like if you have like a bluegrass or a traditionalist take on country that has some history behind it, I get it. If you're like, uh, hey there Ukraine, we're gonna send you all the guns. Bless the USA. 9/11 reactionary type of There's, pop country.
2: Sarah's song about sending brain guns. <laughs> that's a there, good there should viral, be, but
1: it's a really good song. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah. You should you
2: should sell that one, Dave. <laughs> I,
6: I I should yeah. I'll
3: make it a rap song.
1: Uh, all right. Well, that's an excellent question. Kristen Stewart does indeed rule. Oh, you skip the patches. Flyland you skip patches. This Pat- I, I, this
3: actually happens every time we do a round robin. I feel like this happens once. David, that's what totally happens when you're hosting. <laughs> I don't have, I actually don't have a very good answer. I, I, I was curious if the group here thinks that I'm a pretentious person. I, I I am not like I I really have no I had no pop culture frame of reference as a as a kid. I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but like certainly not in high school. I was not into music. I was not into like anything. I was just watching movies and really having no authority on them whatsoever. I don't I didn't think I had uh, wiser tastes than anyone. I just never have felt uh, smart enough or uh, like an authority enough to feel that level of pretension. So I I can't really think of anything. Like that, um, which might sound strange, but because it, maybe maybe people think I'm pretentious today about certain things, but mm. uh, I really, I nothing comes to mind. Is that strange?
10: Well,
6: I would have like first of all not tweeted about Top Gun two ever, just to start.
3: Think of how nicer. Big... But that's not pretension to me. That's like oh no, my god, just eating yeah. a shoe on the podcast.
5: Matt uh, okay, okay, just Jeff. does not
1: strike me as a particularly pretentious person. No, I would agree many with that. many. My heart many, is open many uh ales. that isn't that is not one of them oh, yeah no
6: you. i think that that's one of the nice things that i like about you matt and what makes you such a perfect fit for this podcast is that you will just honestly have your opinion in front of a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. and it's been that way since i met you and it uh still is that way yeah, now so there are a bunch
1: Thanks. of like shit in a movie with super cheesy is aquaman in it he's gonna like it is is what's the guy's name from uh from warcraft Zul or not dual. Gul'dan. Gul'dan. It's Katie's son's
2: name. See, yeah, my son's but name. I should remember this. Who it played
3: it? I was about we were, when you mentioned Charlie Hodge earlier in the show I was like who did play Gul'dan? He's he's the guy who's on the two season HBO Max sci-fi show that just got canceled like that Dave was bemoaning I can't remember the name yeah, they he, found Travis out that, Travis oh, uh, Raised
1: by Wolves.
3: The Raised by Wolves guy. Yeah, they they yeah, found Raised out about the Anyway. This is not important yeah. uh jeff we're gonna let you go because we have a, a few more people in the waiting room we're gonna try and get through everybody i think we can do it but it was really great to have you on the Thank show you, jeff. Well, Thanks for having
2: me thanks john Thank you. night
3: night all right mm-hmm. let's do this we're gonna I think try we can and get, get through, through
2: everybody
3: i think we can we have about yeah. eight people on the call david has to write a review tonight but who cares let's let's try and make this happen <laughs> so muhammad, we have muhammad, muhammad here. are you here you're muted if you unmute maybe you're on the show are you on fighting no, yeah, war room yeah, yes i am
13: um I'm not welcome do, i'm not gonna do my depressing question about the state of the industry Excellent. from an economic <laughs> point of view i'm i'm an economist, so that's what i'm thinking about as a lot um i'm gonna do my funnish question which is which actress actress is performance after a few like which actress actress the first time you watched them you weren't really a fan and then that kind of grew on you. Mm. And you realized, oh, okay. this person has depths that I didn't realize. Um, Ooh, so who, who for me, us? Tom
1: Cruise. I, I have an answer to that oh, wait, For
13: me, it was Tom Cruise where I hadn't oh. watched uh, Eyes Wide Shut and stuff. And I just watched some, like, you know, early, mid-2000s weird Tom Cruise. And I was, like, not a fan. And then I got in love with the Mission Impossible movies and watched... Eyes wide shut, and one in the sky, and was like, "Wow, this man can do very few things, but he can do them very, very well." Mm. I like that. Script- you were just
3: honored. You were just honored by David cutting you off on the Fight <laughs> in the Warm podcast. So that is a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, beauty now David can speak. To have
1: a conversation online with people. Um, I, <laughs> you know what? Uh, something that jumped to mind is an actor whose appeal had always been lost on me until recently when I was starting to get it. Um, although I still think he's sort of overachieved, but it's Kevin Costner, who always <clears throat> seemed like wallpaper to me, um, was you know, stiff enough to, to prop up the movies that he needed to. But the idea of Kevin Costner being in a movie never really got me going. But I watched Clint Eastwood's A Perfect World the other day and uh, which is from 1992, I believe. And it is just the Kevin Costner charisma show. He's playing an escaped fugitive uh, who is on the run with a little boy and he is just all charm uh for the moment that movie starts to the moment it ends and it is just like a potent shot the arm of getting kevin costner finally at long last
2: oh no, i lost track of what i thought that i was going to oh say. But I'll, so i'll
6: vamp and you could okay. you could catch up I, oh wait, no
2: i figured it out i figured it out okay, okay, okay. I, feel like <laughs> I feel like this is a stereotypical. no 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 i'm gonna talk uh We're racing to the end i feel like i grew up Ooh, with brad pitt as like the stereotypical pitt. like pretty boy and like i like didn't re- I cannot think of anything in the 90s he made that made an impact on me one way or another. But the older he gets and the more he leans into like doing the like Robert Redford handsome thing, like you think about Moneyball, Runs Butt Time in Hollywood, uh, I am so much more interested in what he does. And I don't think that means he was bad before. I think it was just hard to appreciate it.
6: Uh, I'm definitely influenced by just talking about Twilight, but I very specifically remember watching uh, Robert Pattinson in Cosmopolis and being like, oh, the vampire guy like tries st- stuff because up at that point it was twilight and like murder for elephants which is the real title <laughs> and he is not his best in those uh i think like, actually eclipse had come out so he's not his best what about in those remember three. me uh, <laughs> i don't think i've seen the entirety of remember me but i've seen the end of remember me <laughs> you know. the, only you,
1: the only part you need but yeah.
6: now with his like chaotic uh publicity appearances and his performances i will i will go in for a robert pattinson movie just thinking it's robert pattinson movie and that's going to be enough to draw me in now i think yep uh
3: and my answer is michael keaton who's someone who i never thought was very funny and i had roommates in college who loved keaton and loved all his shtick in like johnny dangerously i i mean i guess i thought beetlejuice was was good at the time but maybe not because of michael keaton Mm. and i think i've come around on that but have definitely been i'm into serious michael keaton the spotlight michael keaton i'm i mean worth i talked about worth from like two years ago that's on no one saw that's on netflix great michael keaton performance i should probably watch it on on netflix (laughs) <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Keaton. Um, Muhammad, did we answer your question? Yeah, that, yeah that was he, good.
6: He's no. got an industry question, though, right? Uh,
3: no, <laughs> I don't want to ask the industry question. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit Fair easy. enough. Send that,
6: send that yeah, to send us in it. an email. Send it in. And, uh, exactly. Yep.
13: Now that we have an email.
6: But yeah, I just want to say,
13: I just want to say, I've watched this podcast since, like, I've listened since 2016 when wow. we thought the world was going to look very different, and it ended up looking. Uh, so summer of 2016. Um, and it's been a student bomb since then. And thank yeah, years. Thank you very, let, very uh, much. Don't, oh let, don't let Patches <laughs> and Dave tantal the book <laughs> off. Oh <God. laughs>
1: you <laughs> won't, Fair. I promise. I get that. Anyways, say,
6: yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I, I, I remember one. that was the end of review segments. There was no more review segments to Hillary Clinton's president, right? So yeah. Boy. So that was that was an interesting year for us.
3: Rough, mm-hmm. rough. Uh Muhammad, have a good one. Have a good night. Yeah, You're going buy that. Um we're having a good show. This has been oh, a yeah. successful from a technological standpoint, didn't really know if it was going to work out. I knew Dave could pull it off, uh but I had doubts about all of us well, we'll showing see,
6: up. We'll see what the podcast happens that's, to be next that's week.
3: <laughs> Let's see if we have Riley on the podcast right now. We do we do we are we welcoming Riley to Fighting in the War Room hopefully.
1: Uh Hey, guys. I, yay! yay! All
19: right,
5: yeah. It's Riley.
20: Hey! What up? How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? We're doing well. Good. Sorry, my headphones are being all weird. Just a minute out, I super apologize. However, no, you yeah, sound like a call-in guest, so this is good. Audio quality oh, perfect. The podcast. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did, I had the great opportunity to call in last time. You guys did a call-in show, but I was also real late in the call that time, so I, I didn't take the opportunity to hand out all my my kudos and plot it, but this time <laughs> you guys are just going to have to suffer through them. So I promise. There I'll we go, sick, but <laughs> I wrote them out. So I have, you know, it's just going to be what it is. So, uh, yeah, Dave, you know what I think about you. We've, we've had the opportunity to talk a couple of times, but you know, just you're awesome. Hopefully it, it, Neil got back to you today. He did. Yeah. We talked to him and everything. Um, but yeah, no, you just, you, you know, I think you're the boss. Never tighten up. Don't fall down. Uh, David, I I really thought you were truly wretched when I started listening to the show and could not stand anything you said and I have grown so much since then you have taught me so much about movies and I am a better a better movie watcher for it I have learned to love your like Self-loathing takes on things, and it has improved me as a as a observer of cinema. Thank you so much for everything. I, I, as
1: long as someone's loving my self-loathing, it's it's all worth it. And, I, I relate
20: to it more than <laughs> than you could possibly believe. Patches, I have followed you uh, almost as long as I followed Polygon. I remember reading you at Thrillist, and when you moved over to Polygon, their non-video game stuff like truly improved in a way that I I noticed almost right off the bat. Ew you are you are incredibly good at your job and and i just i really really appreciate that um it, it gives me something to aspire to uh and then katie you have your job i don't know what i'm supposed to say other than that you don't need any kind of affirmation uh from me but as a person who lives in virginia and occasionally does my best imitation of an online media critic um you're move to Carolina and continuing to do what you do has been like a special kind of inspiration to me. So I just wanted to say I really appreciate that because it's been really cool to see somebody who doesn't live in like a major city to have your job. You don't have to. It's been neat. Um, So anyway, yada, yada, yada. Here's my question. Last (laughs) time I called in, I had asked you guys if there was a movie um, since you had stopped doing the review episodes that you had wished you had the episode to talk about. Um, And I kind of wanted to flip it around this time and say, was there a a movie or a thing that somebody else on the show had prompted you guys to get into that you were like, oh, I I appreciate that I was forced to watch that by my co-host, even if I wouldn't have like jumped on it myself.
5: Mm.
2: Oh, I immediately thought of Search Party, which I watched because Patches gave us like Mm. a month's advance notice that he wanted to talk about it. And I watched the whole thing and I was so glad that I did.
6: Yeah, I think it'll definitely be TV for me, too, because it's like usually when we decide what movies we're going to cover, it's either stuff that one of us has seen before or something that we could all, you know, get together and we're like, we all want to see this because we all want to be able to talk about it. And uh, I've never really felt I feel like if it was something really bad for a reason that I had to be like, can we guys can we not do this, that they would let me get away with that. Uh, But most of the time, if like these are the people I trust, so if they tell me to watch something, they are so much more useful than reading all the possible reviews and trying to rotten tomatoes it out in my head based on, you know, people's journalistic tactics. So no, there hasn't really been anything uh, that has that chafed against me because them one of those saying that it's worth it usually makes it worth it.
2: Although, Dave, remember when it was just you and me and we watched Stripes and we were both like, whoa, that movie's so good. Uh, yeah, Yes. I mean, I'm glad I saw been a... it, though. I'm glad I have seen it. I mean, even when we get
6: together and see bad movies, like I was thinking about the other day when we all went to that 3D screening of Clash of the Titans where the 3D was bad. Uh, there was or... no
1: screening of that movie where the 3D is good. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair enough.
6: Or there was another screening where the air conditioning was broke and it was also America. 3D. Captain America. Captain Never America. Forget. So we had to Never keep forget. like... So like those um, I might, you know, uh, regret the screening, but definitely not seeing the movie or seeing it with these people.
2: It wasn't about things that we were glad. I didn't mean to say I didn't like Search Party. OK, oh, no,
6: no, no. It was things that you were glad. Oh, OK. But I, right. I I just I just don't have the doubt. It's more like if we're going to talk about it, it's worth talking about. Maybe that's also based on uh, like the first couple of film festivals i've covered i just got sent by an outlet and they're like write about everything you see so i was like oh god i'm just gonna write about everything so i try not to i, I really like the um i know like a i, I like knowing a, just a little bit about a movie and then everything about the movie it's really in between those things where i like know the tagline or know somebody that works on it that makes
1: me feel weird about a movie um i i just a really really recent example Oh, right. I had a whole bone to pick. because I, I listen to this podcast, but I'm not on it. And the other hosts assume that I don't. And Patches <laughs> went on some rant that was sponsored by or sponsored. That was that was uh, that was in oh, response to a, a yeah, sponsor. Sure. Yeah, we finally got a sponsor. Hashtag sponsored by
5: Paramount.
1: It was in response to some review. I can't remember what it said. Oh, no, it's about the guy who if you're listening to this, eventually. Cha Cha Real Smooth? The guy. No, the guy who saw me in the audience at thor oh uh, yeah at holding court in patches terms uh <laughs> oh, as this best- is when my listener. lawnmower broke. and i'm not am <laughs> not like a, a lifelong introvert but i just happen to be a, a father i don't really get out a lot these days and so if i happen to see my friends all waiting for 20 minutes before a movie yeah i'm gonna go talk to them and that listener i would have loved to have met them in person they should have come up to me uh, and, uh you know don't listen to patches he's a bad influence um but my recent example and to counter that in the do listen to Patches category, I guess, kind of in that same episode, Dave and Patches talked about Westworld season four. I could not imagine a single force on Earth, including the kidnapping of uh, close loved ones, uh, being held hostage to get, me to, to get back into Westworld, which is still not happening, um, even though. Uh, so what um, you're
3: saying is we should put a Westworld postmortem episode no, on our no, calendar so I, you have to watch it?
1: I, I'm just saying that listening to you guys talk about the the possible degree to which West Westworld, Westworld season four was rebounding, I could not believe how tempted I was to mm-hmm. just believe you, <laughs> let alone rewatch the show. And a mutual friend of Dave and ours actually has a small guest role, I think, in this upcoming episode. So maybe this is a perfect time to to jump back in. Uh, but th- there was just the do it hypnotic power of listening not, to you guys. Your don't, influence. Don't
3: do it um let me give a really quick answer because i want to get through more people on our call but i i have to say i'm thinking about certified copy as a as a Ooh. movie that um th- we've been doing this podcast for so long that uh, i feel like there's there there was times when i just had to get my ass up to like the upper east side of manhattan it would have been a trek and to see a little movie um I mean, certified copy, it's it's a grand movie in an emotional way. But in terms of release, this is something that I would have like, I have to commute to every single movie that we're seeing. And at that time, I would have, I would have made time for it. If David was like, ever, this is one of the best movies of the year we should talk about on the podcast, I would have to get I'm not getting a screener for certified copy the technology may have been so poor then I, been, <laughs> you couldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted yeah. a screener for certified screener was just That's how long we've been Tommy doing this.
1: Scouting outside your window every line. <laughs>
3: yeah. But I'm so glad I went to the theater to, to see that movie and took that recommendation so that we could be talking about on the podcast. And I feel like little movies, I mean, it's hard in the in the mass culture of like, should I watch the next Marvel TV show or should I watch the next big movie? You have to kind of convince yourself sometimes to be like, I'm just going to watch this little movie that not enough of my friends mm-hmm. have seen. No one's going to be able to talk about it with me. If I watch it, I will feel enriched. That could be a hard thing to convince yourself to to actually do. I hope this podcast does that for people. It's it does it for me. So, um, uh, li- little things are, are what I go to with that kind of question. But um, well, we should we Thinking
2: should of Cooper Rife.
1: Yeah, so, wait, the little things on HBO Max. The little, yep. the little things, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: every Jared Leto movie, I need to be convinced to see from this podcast. Um, Riley, thank you, thank you for joining the podcast. We have to get through a bunch of people. Thank so you, guys. I love you thank so much. You so much you the the later, bye. Thank you. All right, we're gonna try and try and lightning round with some people here uh, as people. we as we wrap up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be blunt. Let's see if we can get Stephen on the podcast. Stephen join fighting in the war room i think we can his, We're his uh, kick
2: him. Uh, oh there we go Steven he's a
10: professional he's got well, a yeah, microphone. microphone i was okay. doing the uh make sure you pause the youtube thing so yeah <laughs> it's
3: good <laughs> you're looking good where are you where are you broadcasting from uh, you're not just calling in
10: Cincinnati, ohio mm. hey ohio you yeah care. it um, certainly is a state go guardians in- I don't do sports. I'm, I don't know if that's a sport. <laughs> is, that,
1: is that? That sounds just, sports. They were the that's Reds, like and then they became the Guardians. Oh, right? oh, oh, no, yeah, they, yeah. The I'm also not from Cleveland here, Cleveland, so, Cleveland. so I don't care about the Reds. I don't care about baseball.
10: No. Yeah, there you go.
3: Stephen, what, what do you want to talk about a fighting in the world in our, in our final time here as we wrap up? We got to go quick. Uh, Okay.
10: Well, I was, uh, you know, I'm not as well versed in TV and movies as uh, many folks have called in. So I'm going to ask a music question. What is some music that you enjoy that maybe would surprise your friends or your audience, etc. Doesn't have to be super obscure. Just something that might uh, strike somebody as like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm.
6: I feel like well, mine surprise Mine might be harder to be surprising because I put a lot of it in the music segments. Uh, <laughs> just, just like whatever I'm listening to or what. Uh, there was a period of time, I don't know if we're going to keep broadcasting live or whatever, but I used to be playing songs when these guys uh, logged in. And I try to do that also for my uh, MTV animators. So that's tough. Um, I will... Uh, uh, here's the one that nobody's heard of because I don't think you could find it Uh, in my junior year of high school. I was part of a battle of the bands, one of my bands and the band that beat us was a band called Tinker's Punishment from Aurora. They put out one album ever. I have it on CD, but I keep writing pilots for television that use Tinker's Punishment as the soundtrack, because I would like to bring this pop punk band that doesn't exist anymore uh to uh the masses very specifically there's a song uh called my room i believe uh that is just really swingy and it's about uh going to showing your crush your room and uh using the objects to be like this is me and so it's very personal i appreciated it as a child
2: a good one what um, does David
3: listen to that surprises him? Or Katie, what do you listen to that I surpri- feel like I will surprise us?
2: My husband is more into music than I am, like kind of the way that I am into movies. So there's a lot of stuff that I get through osmosis from him. And there's there's this guy named Corey Wong, who's incredibly prolific, like funk musician ish. Uh, and his online presence is insane. I have definitely not listened to everything that he's made, but I saw him live a couple months ago and enjoy uh most everything that he makes so look him yeah up.
10: he's he's wolf adjacent
2: yeah exactly yeah and wolf is, Michi- is michigan which is michigan or where my husband's from and, and again like i don't have like the knowledge but i get to listen to a lot of the music and i like a lot of it
10: you don't have to have the knowledge just enjoy it
2: yeah exactly
10: not all of us can have an obsession right or a specific obsession (laughs) on every topic yeah what will will surprise i don't know what people think of me and i think of you and like movie
2: scores and weird uh orchestral stuff
3: okay i definitely listen to a lot of weird orchestral stuff i am also i was just thinking about if i went into a room and said you know what i love the bare naked ladies would people be like what
2: no i think that's
21: yeah no i felt like that tracks. tracks Post community,
2: uh,
6: you got to put you got to put some some respect on their name. That was here, here. Here's
3: my recommendation and a group that I turn to a lot that maybe this is surprising, but I fell in love with them in high school because I was also a big chorus nerd. So I'm going to recommend uh, Sweet Honey in the Rock. They're an all women, African-American acapella group. I will always turn to them if I just need to, like, take a walk in the rain. Um, they're they're amazing. And I don't know if that is surprising, but that's my that's my go-to
1: i I don't I mean surprising, I don't know. I did find I just moved because I had to plug my computer in I'm sitting under matching prints of a Tommy York solo project and wearing an esther Zuckerman not surprising York this is not surprising computer. you are
2: not allowed to say something related to Radiohead
1: so, no uh, it's certainly not surprising, but uh, I, and my music taste is kind of out there and I think my my love for like the Taylor Swift's and Carly Riches' The World is also well-documented. Um, I listen to a lot, I think a lot of writers are probably in this boat. I listen to a lot of ambient music. I don't know if it's surprising, but uh, my job, it got me really, really, really into Ryuichi Sakamoto. I'd always loved Brian Eno, Stars of the Lid, that sort of thing. Um, I have learned to appreciate even beyond just soundtracking my writing. Uh, so I don't know if it's surprising, but always happy to spread the good word can't fly without my music for airports uh david is
3: a huge juggalo also i don't I'm know if that would surprise anyone on the, on the on the call you can
1: see me at the juggalo fest icp <laughs> tattooed
3: <laughs> on his back yeah uh, steven is- <laughs> thank you for joining our call today we really appreciate it
10: have a good one thank y'all steven. too pretty, you. by the way pretty bold of you to be repping uh mr johnny depp <laughs> Oh, in the yeah. year of our Lord 2022. Oh wow. no, that's true. That's he called you out. You got to position yes. yourself so you block it. It's secretly him.
6: just my face.
10: Uh, oh but, god. Yeah, god,
6: I should. I should
3: Photoshop this out. Yeah, it's that's...
10: a low. It's a low poly Dave. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave <laughs> Two.
6: If you feel bad for him having that picture, imagine having this face with Johnny. Oh no, he is in 2022
10: the Dave Two. Oh rip in peace. All
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. I'm, I'm pivoting back to the planet. Thank you, Stephen.
2: We're gonna All try right. to get these
3: last five. We're going to do this. David's gonna okay. start writing his note review, but we're we're going to get these final people in, and then we're gonna call it in. You <laughs> can do night. like Let's, an explicit uh,
1: where everyone can give me a yeah. of the note the note review.
3: Let's uh, welcome Walker to the call, Walker. Yeah, Walker, if you unmute, you will be on fighting in the war room. If not, <laughs> you will just be talking into the abyss, as yeah. many do. Is my audio working now?
2: Yes, yes. We hear
3: you. Hello. Oh. Hey guys, welcome. Thanks
2: for waiting. Where are you
3: calling from?
22: uh pasadena
3: california oh shit all
22: right
2: back to california Are you a
3: surfer is that, is that where they surf, do they no, surf Pasadena
2: there? is like inland isn't its it, oh,
3: is it land-
6: <laughs> you as <and> somebody the... <laughs> from jersey should not make just state-based assumptions
22: We're a nice hour and a half away from the beach yeah, they had that like- song
6: the girl from pasadena <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing
3: the little old lady from pasadena, uh, pasadena.
2: Lady from pasadena. she does a little car.
3: old lady from pasadena she doesn't surf you're right uh walker what do you want to talk about Of fighting in the uh, I just wanted to bring this up
22: a couple of years ago, you guys probably don't remember this, but I left a review, I think it was two years ago, about how I was working on the movie Frozen 2, and I listened to every episode of Fighting in the War Room while I was working on it, and yeah. hearing David <laughs> call it a crime against humanity and a war crime, <laughs> I don't served as therapy for me for you know, like eight months I was working on it <laughs> um, I don't really have much of a question did, about you end up, Wait,
1: did you end up loving Frozen 2 after all that?
3: Or, uh, no, what did you do on Frozen 2? Are we allowed to ask you that? Are you allowed to Directing disclose it. your role?
22: Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a lighting artist on the movie, so directly okay. the look of it that some people don't like.
3: <laughs> it's your fault. I, I recently <laughs> rewatched Frozen 2 in the last two weeks, if and um. My daughter loves it. She'll she'll choose it over Frozen, which I think is like a new generational thing. Frozen was obviously a session for kids. Too is, is yeah. great I too. will
0: say the, the movie say so.
3: looks quite
0: it is beautiful. stunning.
3: I mean, every frame looks lit to a degree that uh, most movies are not. I'm not trying to butter you up. I just think the plot is mostly incoherent. It really has nothing to do with the the look for me. It's quite <laughs> it's dazzling and, and photoreal.
1: Lighting designer of Frozen Two, or a lighting designer of Frozen Two.
2: <laughs> I've <laughs> never gotten—I've never gotten over how much of Frozen Two is plot revealed by ice sculpture, where ice Sculptures just show up and they're like, "Oh, that's mom and dad. Oh, that's what happened 30 years ago." And you're like, "That—that's how you're going to do that, huh?" <laughs> yeah, that
22: plot. Figure uh, kind
2: out of <laughs> the
1: end. Are, are, are you are you working on another project that you need us to shit talk for your cathartic uh, benefit? Oh yeah, no, no. we should actually, get our takes out of the way.
3: I was. This whole time I've
22: been on wait. I was on your guys' wait list. I was also on my supervisor's wait list. So he got to me like 30 minutes before you guys. So you're <laughs> on about the same level as us.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I also
22: want to say I don't disagree with you. Even on Frozen, I kind of agree.
1: <laughs> so well, you know, maybe I'll think differently once my kid gets old enough to watch it. If I let them watch Frozen, uh, I oh, think that's my you're not have that. that you're not gonna have a you're not gonna have a choice.
3: Thing. You're gonna try. You can't
1: ban these movies. You, can, you, can't you can't ban know, culture. You can you I, I, I did watch. I did watch uh, my son on an airplane watch Wall-E six times in a row the other day, and that that seemed like an excellent choice. We were that all, was
3: my pandemic. Know. My pandemic was was Wall-E and total. I,
6: I will say, as somebody who works as an animation uh, producer on a reality TV show where the animations are the least important thing on it, I very much appreciate you doing your work on deadline and making it happen. Like we need, we need all the people that aren't the Olafs, you know, to make the Olaf. <laughs> thank you
3: for being an upstanding citizen, yes, and thank you for listening, and thank everybody. you for calling thank you.
1: in. Thank you. Enjoy the waves, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pasadena waves. <laughs> oh, the surfing there is great. Can amazing. we get a third Dave-ish person on this call? We have. You're kind of on the call, David, but we don't we don't hear you. Yeah, I
1: think you, I'm on the call? Are you here? Hey, call, you're yeah.
5: here. Hey, hey there welcome,
1: we go. other David. Ooh. Where's this David calling from?
23: Uh, I'm calling from the Bay Area. Oh
1: uh, shit!
23: Specifically, where are the Bay Area, uh, spe- uh, uh, Pinole, which you may know from uh, the scene in Zodiac where uh, Ruffalo and Edwards go to interview uh, John Carroll Lynch at the oil refinery.
1: That's I mean, I what, what do you know about the scene from Zodiac? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very familiar. I will say this: I was on
23: BART, uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit. Uh like a couple weeks ago and this woman got on and announced to the entire train that the Zodiac killer was a man named Eric Bryant.
6: Whoa. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna write that name down in case that comes back I looked around. Up, couldn't
1: <laughs> find anything. Did did she mention if he was still alive or uh <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't know. No, that's just a good prank to put on your friends who live in the Bay Area, just them out for being the Zodiac killer cool uh we're, yeah we're, man. we're remember- pivoting
3: this podcast to investigate no but I, if you
1: mm-hmm. have to live in a town that is featured in zodiac that is like the best scene to be featured in and also no one dies in that scene, which is a nice bonus but you got true
23: i, I don't look I, 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 alum
1: i'm anthony iconic. edwards you got if i were the zodiac i wouldn't tell you it's iconic it is such a good scene
3: yeah. uh david what do you want to talk about on
23: fighting the room? yeah uh sh- i didn't i'm a little behind on the podcast should i see elvis tomorrow
6: yeah 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 you yeah. definitely see elvis i think really? it's i will you like elvis i'm not making that guarantee but you should definitely see it because i haven't seen a like the first 40 minutes are at a pace that i was like when i see it done bad poorly it makes my eyeballs hurt but poorly. seeing when i see it done poorly but well, seeing see. baz Luhrmann do it yeah. It doesn't work for this movie, but the pacing is just relentless and fast and should be observed in theaters if you can.
3: It'd also I, probably be empty when you go because I feel like the movie is is it's
1: still doing on the well. Outs, right? It's is still it? making money. Oh I'm fucking I'll just say this if you if you don't like it, I, I have a review that you can read.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or if you I, like I, I, it, because I read I'm David's doing. review and thought, hell yeah, sign <laughs> me up. So Yeah.
1: yeah. We had a good talk about it on this podcast. But I would never discourage someone from going to see all this. For sure. Thank you. I'll see you. And, boy, and, and if you sit, are you sitting next to someone named, what was it? Zach Bryant? Eric Bryant. Eric Bryant. Eric, Eric Bryant. Get
3: out. Get out. <laughs> <your friend. laughs> Enjoy. We're, we're down to the wire here. We're past the wire here, but we're, we're trying to wrap up. We're going to try and get Danny here. Danny's on the call. Can we get Danny on fighting in the war room.
1: Danny boy. Oh,
3: Danny boy. Oh, we both did it.
6: Okay, you both. guys both did. The one no, Danny in Like Danny. an iPhone. Danny an doesn't iPhone. deserve to be
3: That's the only Danny yeah. joke. Who are the other Danny? Danny Zuko? <laughs> Who are other famy, da- famous Dannys? Um, Danny, Danny uh, the, rah, rah,
6: from Game of Thrones? It's Shining Danny. Dan- Daniel Torrance.
23: Hey, yeah. Danny's here. Oh, hang on just a second. Let me... Uh pause the... Okay, there we go. Hey! (laughs) Welcome!
1: Where are you calling from?
23: Uh, I'm calling from LA. Sorry, you caught me in the middle of, like, buying four different
3: flights. (laughs) Oh, shit, where are you going? Are you getting out of town? Are you on the land? Yeah.
23: (laughs) So, uh, my cousin's wedding is in on Cape Cod the weekend before uh, my friend's bachelor party.
6: Shit. Wow. (laughs)
23: So, Good. I yeah. take a week off, fly to Cape Cod, fly home to Louisville where my parents live, and then fly up to Chicago to go to Michigan and fly home.
1: Oh boy. What, do you, what, do, you, do, when, what do you do when you're not flying around the country?
23: Uh, I work at Warner Brothers, actually.
1: Oh shit. Uh, what are do you doing? Hey. Are yeah. you are you part of the sniper? <laughs> are, you, are you representing the team that is in? <laughs> Danny's one of us? the bots. Well, did one you of put the Snyder Black Adam
2: poster from? up on the? No, court. he put it. Oh, yeah. up the Black Adam poster.
3: <laughs> what do you do, Danny? Are you allowed uh, to say?
23: I'm a yeah. No, I can say I'm an TA. in uh, the TV finance department. Got it. So we just we handle all the budgets and checks oh, for well. all. The shows thought i'd show this for david
1: oh yeah wait what am i seeing here
2: yeah what am i looking at
1: you gotta zoom in
2: <laughs> oh
3: it's our listeners love paddington. this this oh, is a paddington oh, two it's a paddington. horrible it's been paddington cute. two reveal david gives it three marmalades oh
1: yeah oh, No, oh, we more haven't than talked than three. about
2: paddington three yet and how it has a All director
1: right, I, or I, or I, it's, too it's too delicate a subject i, okay. I, don't, okay. know I don't know that one's gonna be a stinker. going back it's gonna tailspin the right decision for it i don't know i have questions, but and concerns uh danny what
3: the, do you want to talk about on our podcast
23: oh shoot i i i keep having questions and then forgetting because i'm pretty new to the podcast found you guys because one of you mentioned it on blank check
2: <laughs> i know hey. it wasn't i know who it wasn't I know.
3: yeah, we all yeah it was probably
1: I it all the time. During the fucking like, Vampires episode or whatever I did most recently. Mm. Vampires? Uh, no. I'm oh, repping yeah, reppin the Blank Check game. I also mentioned this podcast somewhere else recently. I can't remember where. Oh, it was on the King cast. Uh, although i mentioned yeah. only mentioning it out of duress. Uh, well, I have a question <laughs> for you, Danny's iPhone. What do you think about Paddington 3? Are you, how are you feeling about it?
23: I mean, I wish it was Paul King.
1: Yeah, Obviously. Don't.
23: Who's directing it Instead, it's like some commercial director, right? Uh, he's like oh, he definitely
1: got the Paul King approval and seems to have a share. He's like Pitoff
3: who directed Catwoman. Is Pitoff oh, back, back to direct sure. hmm.
23: I guess I'm. I, I'll give it a chance. You know, I'm gonna be there. He's a good bear. You know, gotta. Yeah. gotta,
2: <laughs> who, gotta who do be we there. Think Who are we hoping is the villain at this point? Like which, which lauded British <sighs> actor? I I feel
23: like there was like talk of Richard E. Grant, what? Because like he was on the Oscar circuit, he'd be good. Uh, I do, I I do like him. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just down to. I'm just curious, you know. I'll give it a chance.
1: Oh, definitely be giving it a chance. That's that's damn sure. But uh, fingers crossed. They have a high bar to clear. I feel like that and Magic Mike. Magic Mike's Last Ride are in the same category of, like, trying to close up. Just out. make
3: them the same movie, I think.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that mm-hmm. might be the right play. Cross the streams. Channing, Paddington, Ripped. I mean, Channing oh,
3: Paddington.
1: I,
23: I, I actually... Covered was saying, in I marmalade. Paul King could do a good Superman. I was watching a lot of stuff about... The Snyderverse and stuff, and like, could he take a padding Oh, the Danny, do we
3: to need burn? to her- help you? Are you okay? Yeah. You
23: watch a lot of Snyderverse stuff. <laughs> He's been drinking. Oh, because uh, right? I was no, no stuff about the. I was watching like Maggie Mayfish's videos about him. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I've never seen those. They're great. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, uh, Paul King you know the the Wonka movie is going to be really telling because. Uh, I was not super familiar with Paul King's work prior to Paddington movies. I know that he was doing with the Mighty Boosh and things like that. But Mighty Boosh, amazing. Uh, if if the Wonka movie works somehow, I will think this man is uh, like the next great auteur of our times. And if not, I will be like, just please go back to turning out Paddington movies forever. Because um, it seems like a real high wire <laughs> act. The whole thing seems like a bad idea. So uh, I'm hoping that. You know, and he has every reason to earn my trust. So I'm hoping that he knows something I don't, and we'll we'll, we'll find I, out. I
23: can't say. I think it's Warner Brothers. I gotta I gotta rep my company, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah. They,
23: uh, they gave me a bunch of free movies like yeah. the other week.
1: <laughs> the Warner Brothers are listening in on the call right now. And, uh, oh,
23: say. Jack Warner is yeah. definitely listening. Oh, Go. <laughs>
3: dot. Oh yeah, those Warner Brothers, and <laughs> the yeah, Warner, Warner Brothers,
23: and the Warner uh, no. I got did a sell from them anyway, but. Yeah, echo. Just, Danny, that's we,
3: great. We we probably have to let you go for time reasons, but it was very nice to to meet no you. And I'm Glad that you that's found fun. the podcast somehow, despite that's David never tweeting about or promoting it. parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck.
6: You got you got we, an adventure uh, ahead of you. Yeah.
3: We hope oh, you catch Carmen fit. San Diego or whatever you're doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> righty. thanks. For have a good day. Alright, bye bye. Bennett is here. Bennett. His audio is functional. Bennett, welcome
0: to fighting in the
16: war room. I cannot hear you. Hold oh, on. No. oh, damn it. No. He Quick. looks so Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, you hear you you, you've been
3: waiting a while. Thank you for hanging in there. No Canada, problem. What's going
16: on? Where am are you? I, am I bringing in the rear? Let's uh, do it. I mean, to it yeah. Are. Okay.
1: Uh, where, where are you calling in from today?
16: I'm calling in from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, shit. Ooh, yes. Midwest. Wow. We're hitting all the states. I know. It, I, I heard Illinois, but then everyone else was on the coast. So... I think it was no leads. Yeah, our bio. live shows. Uh,
3: Benna, what do you wanna what do you want to talk about on, on fighting in the world? Yeah,
16: yeah, I'll try to keep it quick. So want to start, Katie. Um, just so you know, you are my and many people's inroads to a lot of this. Ooh. Um, specifically, I've been listening to you all for this podcast for probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um post wow. opkino but like maybe right wow. because i got here katie through you on the film experience podcast oh my
2: god oh, oh my. i love, Shout out. love that um, podcast
16: yeah still going strong but yeah. uh but yeah so i just wanted to, to mention that but
2: i feel so uh, proud
16: my question overall so uh, someone who lives in the midwest and i work in a completely unrelated industry to film or entertainment or culture or anything. as you should yeah Mm -hmm. um but but i i just turned 30 a couple weeks ago and i am wondering if basically if you have any advice for someone who is looking to get more engaged in the film community either online or in their local community um someone who you know works a mildly grueling job and then comes home and just tries to keep up, keep up with you all on
1: podcasts. And pretty, unfortunately, Twitter we're looking for community, not uh, professional opportunities. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just I feel like Katie the is an expert. Of, of well, I, mean, of I was
16: going
2: to say Letterbox, which I know very little about, but I feel like the local rep house part, sorry, part of it, I, mean, I assume in Madison, you've got probably several like indie theaters. And I don't know if there's any that are nonprofits that are looking for volunteers or just like places where there are going to be the same people you see seeing the movies but i think especially now like more people are wanting to see movies in person and like have that community aspect to it so that that'd be where i would start for the in-person aspect
1: okay. yeah what's the art what's the independent cinema scene like in madison do you guys have some surviving places you can rely on we don't we only have stuff oh. through uw so like yeah UW-
16: and has, you're not
2: connected to uw at all they
16: have good stuff. no i'm not yeah, we had we had a Sundance cinema before they yeah. all
2: got out
16: by AMC. Yeah, it's. I oh, mean, no, if
3: this is the job of a, of a library or another type of institution where you yeah. can help. Mm. You could build out film programming or retrospective and conversation and um and be programming something on a on a more small scale through a a library, another community group that's not doing film stuff. It seems well, like an opportunity. Also,
6: like it, I would treat this more like. I don't mean, I don't even know if this is a helpful point of reference, but I treat it more like a D and D group. Like what you need to make a film community is people who want to get together in a place and do one activity. So you could all get together at somebody's house. You could uh, project something that's, you know, public domain on the side of a gym outside and have a picnic. Like, I think it's one of the things that really helped me with these guys is you find something and you do it weekly or you do it monthly. And if some people can't make it, that's great, but it's always happening. And Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised once people just start showing up. I mean, They're, they're there.
1: It's it's funny because, you know, we all work in film and TV to some capacity and are sort of inundated in this stuff in our day to day lives. But what Dave's saying about this podcast being our version of that community that we sort of carry with us and sustain is true. Uh, I mean, we have to do this stuff uh, all day long, but like in terms of having those people you talk to, I mean, your experience, if you had three friends to talk to on a podcast about, it, it would be identical to ours. Um, if you were just hashing hashing out, you know, the things that you saw and loved or didn't love. Um, I mean, I think we continue doing this just because it's just an opportunity to have that conversation going in a more focused uh, way than you can find on social media. Um, and so really you just need, one person yeah is- to,
3: to that point i feel like there's a lot of opportunities to start something virtually like start something mm-hmm. you could go on twitch and twitch now allows you to stream anything that's on amazon prime and it's kind of limiting but you could easily do that where watch alongs and and talks like a bosh um, you could watch all Bosch and mm-hmm. the new Bosch sequel series of course uh keep it going but uh or or you know i have had Tremendous success and and fun uh, running a movie club with people I know out of film school uh, mm-hmm. since the pandemic. And we're still going, you know, just because things are loosening up and people have lives again. Um, we're still meeting every few weeks and, and doing this virtually. I feel like there's a bigger opportunity here for people to to find a niche and, and bring people together once a month or something and, and use these virtual platforms in, in creative ways, create mm-hmm. discords or Twitch or something. And I don't know, there's a lot of fun to be uh, had that can bring similar minded
1: people together. At the height of the pandemic, my friends and I were just over text watch a like quote unquote bad but many of them were very good and excellent in their badness uh, action movie from the 80s or 90s every saturday night and just like live text with each other doing it as, as rudimentary as it gets and even that was kind of like a stabilizing force and these are people i was talking to who are not involved in film in any capacity and we're just enjoying watching dennis rodman and jean-claude van damme and double team which anyone would um so that yeah that i mean like that that does could, that
3: answer the question bennett do we help so. you <laughs>
1: it's yeah yeah Create film
3: culture yeah yeah do i think,
1: I, think it, I need
16: to find people because i have like i have friends here and i've had done kind of like movie clubs and stuff but um they're you I know think, what's still uh unfortunately
3: different. good for this facebook it's still um, a pretty good platform for like connecting people in your community. It's, it's an invaluable tool here in the burbs of Jersey. And I feel like Facebook is still something that can be used in that way in groups and, and like really getting like-minded people together. And sadly.
1: you can fall into fighting in the war room anytime we will be here for us.
3: So. Here. Oh no. All right. Bennett, you have okay. to leave. We have one more person. Thanks.
2: I mean, I just would tell everyone to start their own podcast, you know, yeah. just like if that's if that's how you get your friends to come talk. You to can about make movies, all the money. Uh, once a week.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Riley uh, plugged his podcast, the Nerdy Here First podcast, but like we've had a couple people that uh, like Shruti who have done exactly what you're saying. And I think, yes, if we could do it, if they could do it, that's a great way to make a community. And, and
1: we are essentially doing this, you know, joking about making money. Like this is as, as longtime listeners know the show, uh, this, this podcast has never made a dime. And uh, we do this just for community the same way that anyone else who is just starting a podcast with their friends be doing it for community, even though our day jobs happen to be in the entertainment industry. So uh, yep. you are literally no different than this stupid podcast if you start your own and probably better. But at
3: this point, I mean, there's so many different forms of technology. I don't think anyone needs to start another podcast necessarily you could but you could start film groups i
1: hope letterbox <laughs> yeah, evolves also, a bit to, to let think there about be it, more community less as a commodity people. and more just yes, yes. you to speak to their friends then i think that's true you know. i think that's right
6: all right i'm gonna wrap it um, i'm gonna wrap it up like this yeah, let's wrap up yep. thank you so much for doing our clicking it out and getting everybody
3: in that we could we, we got, got- Ninety-nine percent of people into the call. Yeah. That was fantastic. Oh wait, I'm, we just lost the last caller. We got a hundred percent of people. We got hundred oh. percent people.
13: If you could, <laughs>
3: sorry to Tyler. If you listen to call the show, we try the next yeah. time. We'll do if this again.
13: We'll do. this. If
6: again. you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for joining the experiment. I hope it worked. The I'm chat gonna...
2: on YouTube has been so great. I've been like sticking my head in it once in a while. What a well, I mean, this is something
6: we could do every week. Uh, it's this is now set up here. Uh, Let's be but, clear.
3: This is not something we could do every week, and it will. Will not be something that we do oh, we're not, right? not we'll do it
6: occasionally shows, but people can, streams, not, people can listen could. to us record
2: live if they but then there's all the parts where we're just like dave cut that uh well yeah
6: dave, then, then, then they'll know uh anyway um uh, but <laughs> if you guys uh want to email us anything that we missed or obviously your international reviews fitwr.podcast at gmail.com and uh, it looks like somebody's getting- oh my god
3: tyler's popping uh, in for the last minute uh, of our uh, zoom call tyler <laughs> Oh. Tyler, oh, so say, a, say a movie. Say something about a movie, quick. Uh,
21: I. Yeah. Any movie, Tyler? Oh, any movie? <laughs> just say a thing about it. Uh, the Black Phone was pretty good. I saw it oh. recently. <laughs> more,
3: Tyler. More. Just tell us everything about movies. <laughs> it did see.
2: cut off, so we might not actually get physically okay. cut off. Although we should. I also
21: just good. really appreciate the podcast and everything you do. And I'm a little Gold Men fan as well. And um. I lost my mom this year, and this podcast has uh, been no. really comforting for me. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I wish I do this again because I'd love to ask a proper question.
2: I mean, I think you might have time. Ask yeah, a proper just question. Just throw it Let's out see. there. Okay. And thank you. And sorry. It'll make the recording.
21: Well, if The, it's not the hook hasn't come out. Room.
3: And okay, cool. Us off Wait, stage.
21: Can you can you hear me now? I paused. Yeah, yeah, you can. You're okay, good. Awesome. Great. Thanks for taking the time to do all this and uh, take my question. Uh, I wanted to ask about how you guys uh, watch things throughout the week as film critics, people who podcast about film, culture writers. I'm so curious, one, about like what your setups are like at home. Do you watch things on your TV, on your laptop? Do you switch around? And also, how are you organizing all the things you're watching, both like mm. for work and for pleasure? I work in music, and so I have to kind of differentiate between like listening for pleasure uh, and and listening for work. And so I'm just curious about how, you, how each of you kind of that up through the week because i know you guys watch quite a bit
1: so yeah well this is that's my television <laughs> yeah. um, but i you know there it is we'll, that's the where the magic happens if, if i'm watching something at home most of the streaming links that we get for for movies don't work on my television if they do i have yet to figure out how to set them up so i have to watch a lot of them on my computer which is not ideal but i don't have to watch too much for on a weekly basis it's not too hard to keep the pleasure of, i just don't Get to watch anything for pleasure. I mean, I watch, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, um, you watch below deck. I, well, I know. I mean, I, I honestly just watch, uh, Shark Tank below deck, <laughs> like ad nauseum at home. Uh, it brings me endless joy. Uh, that, that is my my pleasure viewing. I, I've been watching like Irma Vep and the occasional television show that is scripted, uh, for fun, but, um, I wish that I had more time for this to be a problem. I just collect, uh, things on a, on a list that I should be watching, um, and maybe. One day I will have another paternity leave just so that I can uh, have a couple of months to watch things of my choosing, which feels like a short-term play for a long. This is not what paternity issue, leave is, by the way. But uh, you know what? It worked the first time, so I'll try that again.
2: I have a list on my phone of everything I've watched uh, TV and film, and that's only the work stuff. Like if I watch something old that didn't come out this year, it doesn't go on that list, and I may or may not just forget about it entirely. Um, but the one thing that has saved my marriage and my household is if I'm watching something for work, I have the Bluetooth headphones that connect to the television. So no one else has to hear whatever it is I'm watching. That's been key. Wow.
6: Yeah, I've really had to separate media as well. So most of the things that I watch are on my phone or on a laptop. I have this, I have this in a room now. So I have a tiny screen that I could do stuff on. Um, but mostly I watch, uh, saturday evenings especially post pandemic where i'm not like going out to drink or anything uh saturday evenings are either catch up on the thing that i have to talk about uh in the next couple of weeks or free time and i wish i was good enough to keep a list i definitely did for a while of, like tv to catch up on but there's so much of it and with game of thrones and lord of the rings on the immediate horizon i've been re-watching king of the hill on hulu
3: um I, I, I just every night I settle in on, on my big couch and just watch something pretty watch much that all is- of six feet under. My whole, I have nowhere to go. Uh, I know well, you and your two wife children. watch all this
2: stuff together. So like we do watch in there. that is
3: one. Yeah, that is true. We typically watch everything together. Um, and she has some th- shows that she watches by herself when I'm podcasting, but um, typically what we're watching is, is work stuff because there's so much television and movies now that I'm watching from home. Um, but i I mentioned on the call already that I've been doing a movie club since the beginning of the pandemic, so that i'm I'm watching at least one old thing every week. and I also have been trying to use my like doing dishes and cooking time to watch more. So the only thing I watch on a laptop is like Criterion Channel or Paramount plus, hBO Max, Peacock, the depths of those services to watch anything totally offbeat. I've been watching a lot of black exploitation films I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago. I just watched the amazing Walter Matthau movie called Hopscotch on the Criterion channel and it's a lot, it's a very talky movie so I can have my computer placed uh, atop my microwave while I'm like chopping carrots and this is one way that I enjoy the great cinema of yore and then I settle it on a couch and watch whatever <laughs> Marvel crap I need to do um, and I say that with love. I love a lot of Marvel crap as you know. Um, so yeah, that is, that is how I plow through the content minds. I guess sometimes I just need to be watching something during the day, like take work hours to actually watch more stuff on a computer. And I Um, can do that. I I... I also try not, I try not to watch on my computer. I just do not enjoy sitting upright in the way i need to in like an office chair and watching yeah. i mean there are people i work with at polygon in their 20s who do not own televisions they only Ooh. own laptops and that's how they watch everything um so that is I, I don't mean to disparage the laptop viewing way but uh it's not how i do it
1: big laptops gonna get you <laughs> <laughs> Big laptops um, that come cool. for me
2: Tyler, thank you for your patience. And We
1: made it. You made, made it. In to yeah, get we did it. Here. We're Hard so glad. This. We didn't
3: get booted off Zoom. <laughs> you connected via the internet and yeah. we have had an amazing call. Thanks right for on. joining this us. This is a
1: great call to go out on. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, thank you so much, y'all. Have a good rest of
21: your night. Thanks, you, too. Yeah, you too. Thank right. you. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: And that's it. That's our second Fighting a worm, call-in show. We did it. It's
2: so fun. Uh, yeah,
3: this one we was actually it. live instead of just a <laughs> call-in show. People knew how it was going for us on this end. Um, yeah. yeah, we should. We'll definitely have to do this again. Um,
2: I gotta go to bed. Eventually,
3: though. we got. We gotta have a lot start to do we have work. Yeah. David's got to review. Nope.
6: Dave yeah, was, I gotta. I gotta watch the murders on. in the building because that new one came out today. I'm behind. I'm behind too.
3: All right, so I think uh, we how did do it. We, uh, How do we end the podcast? Should we end like we normally do? The way do? we always do.
6: Tell the people who Let's you are. Let's do
3: it the way we always do it.
6: Tell the people who you are. Yeah,
3: I'll go first like I typically do. I'm Matt Patches. I usually work at Polygon, but uh, right now I'm just chilling parenting. But uh, you can find me on Twitter. I feel like I've been getting spicy during the parental leave so follow me on twitter at mr patches and letterbox i've been getting some letterbox followers because i've been talking about using letterbox more and i certainly am using it or it's a it's a safe space so i'm mr patches over on letterbox too and remember we have a website if you are some people mention that they've only started listening to fighting in the war room well hell we have years and years of, of podcasts to listen so to much. and you can dig through what those episodes are on FightingInTheWarRoom.com.
1: Uh, I am David Ehrlich. Uh What do I say at the end of every episode? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, David Ehrlich, where I continue to uh, say things that make people angry. I guess <laughs> feels pretty benign to me. Uh, and uh, oh, I just got a tweet from Catherine to all of us. Look at that. Um, who forgot to get no off Twitter?
3: End the show. I what are you doing? In my head,
1: that David <laughs> would take care of. There you go. Um, I, I have to go review Nope for IndieWire where I work. Uh, if that review seems particularly uh, sleep deprived and deranged, you know why. Uh, good movie though. Um, you, yeah, and you can find all of us on iTunes at Fighting in the War Room. Leave us a review. We'll read it live on the show. It's the next best thing to being live on the show.
2: Uh, I'm Gay. Oh, it's Scott. Sorry, Dave. I'm but so you excited. you are the ending. I was so excited. You're the cherry.
6: I'm Dave Gonzalez. You know where to follow me on uh, Twitter. You know my other podcasts. And you know about this one.
2: Wow. Uh, I'm Katie Rich. I'm at Vanity Fair on the Little Gold Men podcast. And also, I want to plug something else, which is that we're doing a trivia on Zoom on August 14th, 15th. I should know that date. Uh, Sunday, August 14th. I've tweeted about it. I'll keep tweeting about it if you listen to this far and join this live podcast you should do it and play trivia with me and uh i almost everyone on this one one of you has not committed yet but everyone else will be there and more people that you know do play trivia with us and uh give money to abortion in the process.
6: yeah there's no light around question that's it that's it that's the show i
16: want you to stay
5: Baby, I'm done.